Hey everybody, welcome to the Midlife Gamers, the show about two guys in their 30s talking video games. My name is Corey Beasley, and joining me on controller number two, as always, is my good friend Ashton Strong. Ashton, how are you today? After I'm your tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted, but I'm excited because yeah. it's behind me now. Yes. And I could just stay up to date for the rest of my life. So if uh, if this is your first time joining us tonight, uh, Ashton just completed an epic journey where he just basically watched pretty much every single piece of film and television content related to Star Wars so he could be prepared for this episode because he agreed to do our 10th episode completely dedicated to Star Wars, which I, I, I was shocked by because uh, I know he was more of a star trek fan i am uh, so and i know he still is but uh but that was this was kind of a shock to me and uh he just basically marathoned everything and that's like 120 hours is, I did was that, that what it was is that what the math was on it um if you include literally every mu- movie and tv show mm-hmm. um plus the ones i didn't count before like the old st- uh clone wars and the Clone Wars movie, it's 119 hours. Damn, that's a lot. Roughly, yeah. And you did this in uh, how how long? It was about a, about a week about and a half. About a week. About a week, uh, yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight days, technically. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that's pretty insane that you pulled that off. But my, my hat's off to you, sir. Oh, I, I didn't really sleep. Um, I... I, I, you know, I've, I, I watched some things at 1.5 speed, too, just so I could get through. Like, I did that with the episodes, because obviously I've seen them, but, you know, you miss a few things, you, you know, whatever. But it no. helps speed it up. Like I said, hats off to you, sir, for, for completing that journey. Um, I, uh, it's been a while since I've actually watched anything. Uh, well... That's kind of a lie. I I just finished Rebels like a couple months ago. And then I watched Star Wars Resistance in a matter of, God, like two weeks. I I just blew through that because it's only... I'll be fair. I didn't watch that. No, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. And you don't don't have to. Like it adds a little bit of, a little bit of like to the story, but it's nothing that's important. Um, But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stoked for you know, the next season of the Mandalorian, which we will get into later in this episode. But, um, but before we dive into everything, star Wars, we're going to kind of recap, uh, your two truths and a lie from last week. Uh, so have at it, buddy. All right. Easy peasy. Ready for this? I'll show everyone. Bioshock is my favorite game for hands down. Hold on. Hold on one second. My hero is easily my favorite anime. I, I I like Captain America. He's not my favorite. Uh, yeah. The Hulk is. So that would have been the lie. Yeah. So if you tuned in last week, we uh, we kind of figured. Usually we kind of wait until the next episode to reveal the big secret. But in the post show, there was a bunch of people still in the chat. And so on, our, on our Twitch channel. So, uh, yeah, then basically the, the answer came out then. So, uh, but 
Tonight, everyone, is our very special 10th episode of the podcast. If you are listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and now Amazon and Audible, you can hear both of our lovely voices and this amazing, amazing show that we are bringing to you. But to celebrate the 10th episode of the podcast, we have decided to talk everything Star Wars tonight, and I'm super stoked about that. So... Before we jump into any of the topics surrounding Star Wars, we're going to do our quick weekly streamer shout-out. Streamer shout-out is brought to, you this, brought to you by the CR Gaming Community. They have an amazing Discord where you can basically learn a lot about becoming a streamer, grow with the community, uh, and get, get yourself out there. If you want to be, if you want to, you know, become a better streamer, and yep, see, KC boy here in the chat, anyways, he's part of the family. Um, so, but the streamer of the week is our friend Because Bacon. Uh, he actually has already supported this channel uh, with mm-hmm. a couple. He he subbed himself, and then he gifted some subs. Some subs. Um, if you want to support us, support the podcast, support our streaming, you can do so in several ways. You can subscribe to our channel on Twitch. Uh, right now, it's September, so subscriptions, if you are going through your computer, are actually discounted right now. I believe at thirty percent. So I think a month subscription is $3.99. Aside from that, bits, donations, uh, everything basically goes towards making this a bigger and better show for you guys every single week because we love doing this right now and that's all we want to do is make it a lot better for everyone. So, but because Bacon, you are the streamer of the week. He is pretty awesome. He, uh, it's funny if you go to his channel, literally his overlay is nothing but Bacon. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's awesome he uh he actually he he got something going on a stream the other day where he wanted them he wanted them to play baby shark on the stream and you know the streamer was like nope nope not gonna do it and then you know offered to say okay i'll, I'll pay for a sub if you play baby shark and then another streamer jumped in and said oh i'll pay two for you not to play the song oh, and then it became yeah. a sub war so yeah it became a sub war and the guy ended up with like 12 subs by the end of it and baby shark still got played <laughs> yep yep but uh, but that was all started because bacon and he and i've i've seen him jump into a bunch of other streams and support them whether it be gifting subs or bits he's uh, he supported this channel so because bacon shout outs to you bro all right let's get into it bro i wanted to start the episode here mm. with kind of talking about our first experience with star wars what introduced you to the franchise if you remember oh it's not it's not gonna be anything good it's not like an impactful <laughs> moment it's not no, anything no, it's, it's okay it's it's fine um the first time i saw star wars i didn't realize what it was but it was halfway through i want to say empire where's the one where you see the helmet where he's getting like where vader's getting put together is that empire uh, uh, yeah it's empire all right, so that's my first thing I ever remember of seeing it. Is okay. just it was on TNT one day, and Luke's going through like whatever cruiser I assume, um, and he sees the helmet going down, and you see like the backside of Vader, mm-hmm. and then from there I was like, this is weird, and I literally changed the channel. <laughs> 
so okay. not very impactful at all. But as I got older, like I, I learned of its social importance, its cinema importance. It's like, you know, it's Star Wars. It's like one of the most important things that ever happened to entertainment. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it. I just I just said it, but that's not what I'm saying. That, <laughs> that's what they say about it. And, you know, that's really it. Okay. All right. Um, so for me, uh, when I was, you know, when I was a kid, I would see it like pop on at certain times. Like it would, you know, a new hope would sometimes be played on, on ABC every now and again. And then when we finally got cable at my house, cause you know, I grew up in a country bumpkin town and we didn't, I didn't get cable until like, uh, it was, you know, mid nineties that we got it. Um, early to mid nineties that, that we finally got cable up there. And it's very, very basic cable, but we got the, the science fiction channel mm-hmm. and they would play the star Wars movies, but anytime they would come on, I would only catch like 15 minutes and the same thing. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to watch something else. Like, yeah, or, yeah, I'm, yeah. Or, or I'm going to go play my Genesis, you know? <laughs> um, and it wasn't until it was like 1996. I think it was, it was my birthday. And my aunt mailed me a you know a birthday present and this wasn't an aunt that i like spoke to on the regular i didn't see her all the time or anything like that but for whatever reason she was just being nice this year and decided to send me a birthday present and it was the vhs box set of the star wars trilogy and for the the time there was 1996 and the and for whatever reason like that that specific box set was being sold like crazy at like you know Kmart and Walmart and everything like that and the reason behind it was is they were trying to market up for the 1997 release of the special edition of the trilogy and the re-releases like the theatrical releases they did? Yes. Yeah, because those started in 1997 and then, then led up to 1999 where uh, episode one came out. So they started the marketing for all of this way back in like 1995. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyways, that was my first like actual like time taking the you know, the movies and actually watching them fully through. And I remember watching a new hope and being like, Oh, this is, this is really cool. And mm-hmm. I wasn't fully drawn into a new hope. The only thing that kept me going was the fact of, Oh, I want to know what happens next. Like they, they didn't get the bad guy, you know, like, you mm-hmm. know, the, the wizard dies and they didn't get the bad guy and the movie's over with. Like <laughs> I want to, I want, I want to know what happens next. <laughs> like, yeah, say they, they, they blow up the big space station, which is cool, but the bad guy still got away. You that's know? True. And so that, that's, you know, what maybe one been final, like, all right, cool. So I got this box set. Now I can actually watch this whole series and, you know, try to understand what the hype is about. And watching empire strikes back for the first time, I was like, Oh, I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm hooked. Like that movie, like that that movie, like pierced me, like just sunk and like became one with my soul. Like that that movie is just the definition of cinema to me. Like I know I'm being I'm fanboying over it a little bit, but The Empire Strikes Back to me is <laughs> is is amazing. Don't um, get me wrong, Empire is <laughs> up there for me. Like yeah. if it, if it if I wouldn't consider it my favorite star wars out of the episodes i it's like second tier um i remember being more catching up and re-watching them 
or like watching them before Phantom Menace and the seeing that out in theaters. Mm-hmm. That's I guess would be my first initial real sit down and like I'm watching these from start to finish. Because again, like obviously I would see more Star Wars on TV like I did the first time I was experienced to it, but yep. I never was able to start it from start to end. So, yep, those are good times. <laughs> No, I, I remember like uh, I fell in love with The Empire Strikes Back and then you know I watched Return of the Jedi for the conclusion. And I and I enjoyed Return of the Jedi. I, I, I liked it a lot, but for whatever reason, like The Empire Strikes Back, even though that one still kind of ended on a like, oh wait, the bad guy still got away. <laughs> Ewoks, bro. That's why. <laughs> Fuck them. I hate Ewoks. <laughs> You know, All right. it, it's it's funny. I never realized there was there was such an, a hate for Ewoks until because they're later. stupid. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna tangent real quick. The reason why I don't like Ewoks is because they take down. The Empire with all their fancy technology, with some logs and some like torches and spears, <laughs> and they're like three foot tall, and it's it's just some people are speculating at that point. Like George Lucas was like, "Fuck it, I don't care anymore." Like, yeah, the Muppets it, can kill the Empire. <laughs> like, we're good. It, it kind of shows if that's the actual mentality. I actually went back. Um, because roughly a year ago I did rate how I felt about each episode Mm -hmm. and at the top of this old list is Empire Empire Mm. yes (laughs) Um, no I remember like after you know watching that trilogy for the first time uh, I like fell in love with like actually watching it fully through falling in love with it like it became like my new favorite thing i was going to the toy stores and buying figures i was reading all the books that were tying in the the books that are now considered not canon legends by disney or whatever the hell they want to call it like one book was called um shadows of the empire which you put you probably played the game on instead of 64 didn't you yeah so like that was actually a book well the game deferred from the book a little bit that's the one with like um Dash like, Rendar. Yeah, 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 like the mercenary that's just yes. kind of yeah. off the sidelines. But like, but like, it's cool because they actually tell the story about like Luke, what he finally does between Empire and Jedi, like what he did to build his lightsaber and how he ended up with a green lightsaber at the beginning of Return of the Jedi after he lost, you know, the blue one in, uh, in uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So, um, you know, Shadows of the Empire was, was an awesome awesome book and then there was another book that i was a big fan of which was called the truce at bakura which was like the immediate follow-up to return of the jedi that they've now washed away and have you know replaced with the the force awakens um the the one thing that modern trilogy yeah modern trilogy uh the one thing that they did do though with the force awakens and we've talked about this in previous episodes of the podcast was they released the aftermath trilogy which was a series of books that basically take place like right after return of the jedi um and and before you know before the events of the force awakens and those books actually to me as much as they have kind of like a crappy review on uh, amazon and, and other book places they're actually pretty good books especially with how much they are able to connect the story with what's going on in the films and what's going on with the television shows and you know uh and now the video games as well mm-hmm. so and that leads me into my next question for you. Do you remember what the first Star Wars video game is that you played? 
Mm. Uh, it was either Kotor or Pod Racer. Okay. Like um, Pod like Pod Racer on PlayStation or on Nintendo 64? On 64. Okay. Okay. Um I didn't play most if not a- any of the Star Wars games till way after the fact, like having to go back purposely download them and emulate them or find old cartridges or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yep. But the first one I really remember like beating and like fully playing through was probably the original pod racer um, on 64. And that's really it. If not that, like it was KOTOR on Xbox, but I never really got that far in mm-hmm. it when I played it at that time. So my very first Star Wars game that I ever played, like you, you'd think it would have been like one on the Super Nintendo or something like that. Wasn't no. Uh, this was like when I for around the first time I got my first Windows PC, so it was you know right around like ninety six, ninety seven, and there were like for whatever reason around that time there were a bunch of Star Wars games that came out on PC, and they were mm-hmm. all awesome. And the very first one I played was this game called. Um, rebel assault Mm -hmm. and it was kind of like an area 51 style shooter but you would see that your your shooter you would see the like the third person you wouldn't actually you know be free running around there would just be like different points of like areas where you could run to and hide behind and then the enemies would pop out kind of like the area 51 arcade game and then you'd have to like use the mouse like point on them and click and stuff Uh, that was the first game that i ever played then i ended up uh playing uh, what was it called? Crap, was it? Oh, um, Dark Forces. Okay. Which ended up coming out on PlayStation 1 as well. And it was a Doom-style Star Wars shooter. And it was awesome. And it introduced, you know, this to the, to the character Kyle Katarn, who now I don't know what Disney's doing with him. Apparently, they're not wiping him away. Like, they're kind of, like, keeping him in their back pocket in case they need to use him again. But what they've told with the storyline of Star Wars, like... It would make no sense to his character right now. Okay. But, but anyways, um, and then after that was the X-Wing and TIE Fighter series and then X-Wing versus TIE Fighter put together, which was just a space shooter. All three of those games were basically the first like three games that I really played like at the same time mm. uh, as far as like, you know, by my like first star wars games i ever played i've played a lot of star wars games there are some that are good and there are some that are i would say really like a bad. large chunk of them are kind of bad yeah kind of not really bad but kind of bad where you're like iffy at best about them like uh i don't <laughs> so know so in our in our chat here on our live stream for anyone who is going to be listening uh, after we record this live, uh, our guest here, Psycho Batman, says Super Star Wars on the SNES. So, all right, here's the thing. I played that on stream um, Saturday. S- Super Star Wars, great game. That is hard. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. That no, is no, like no, a let super me finish. hard game. Let, let, me, let me finish. Yes, it's insanely hard, okay? Super Empire Strikes Back, Super Return of the Jedi also insanely hard my problem is 
is why the hell didn't we get Super Empire Strikes Back and Super Return of the Jedi when they decided to release it on PlayStation and current gen consoles? Why did they only give us a new hope? Uh, probably because of sales and like people being like, this game's hard. I'm not buying this game again. <laughs> Cause like I like played it on stream 15 minutes. I couldn't get past the first stage because they are constantly throwing enemies at you. Con mm-hmm. like there is an enemy on screen every second you play that game, and it's a little bit much. It's a little tight. It's a smidge, <laughs> just a little too much. Come on, man! Hasn't the From Software like? No, that's no, no. I I would I would play any Dark Souls or Souls like Super Star Wars is the Dark Souls of of games. I said it. (laughs) I said it. Super Star Wars the Dark Souls of games. Yes, I I thought Dark Souls was the Dark Souls. No, Dark Souls is a cakewalk comparatively (laughs) than Star Super Star Wars. I got to the end of the stage. You fight. The worm in the pit, the, I forget the, whatever, pit monster. Sarlacc pit? Sarlacc pit monster. I forgot, I forgot they put the Sarlacc pit in the, in it the is first Super so Star Wars. hard. <laughs> it literally will spawn from wherever you're under, more or less. So you mm-hmm. have to constantly go back and forth. And if it's not on the very edge of the screen, he's going to hit you with some tentacles. And it's just, he, is, he has so much health. He has literally a Dark Souls health bar. And it takes forever to take it down. <laughs> it's going to hit you with his tentaclates. Yes. You can probably <laughs> see that on VOD on the Twitch channel. Because mm-hmm. after I sorted out the audio issues, let me tell you. I went through some be. really bad games. And some really good games. Yeah. Um, I'm actually like ad- advancing pretty far in Sekiro now. But we're going to save that for the next episode of the podcast because we're talking Star Wars tonight. <laughs> talking Star Wars. Well, see, my last stream was all Star Wars. I know it was. I know it was. And I wanted to play Fallen Order on a stream, but I had two problems that I ran into. I forgot that I didn't have the game installed currently because I had mm. uninstalled it to, to save space because my kids decided to use the PlayStation and they wanted to download like every game that looked appealing to them. Every game. Every game. Every game, every game available on the PlayStation Store is on my hard drive right now for some reason. Um, so I didn't have time to install it. And then another part of me is like, I still want to enjoy that game off stream when I can just really focus on the story and take it all in. And then maybe mm-hmm. I'll play it again. Like maybe I'll play it on like medium difficulty off stream and then try and play it on hard or whatever. I am. Uh, I have a set of episodes of Fallen Order which you actually put up on the YouTube channel. Um, they yeah. just need to be edited down and uploaded. Yeah, the YouTube channel. I know. Um, I gotta, I gotta get our tuto- the tutorial video that I'm making get up, get it up and on there. But, um, but yeah, uh, are there any? You're still playing Fallen Order, right? I, I, I will continue playing it. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna ask you, like, what is the most recent Star Wars game you remember completing? completing mm-hmm. i got the platinum and unleashed two okay i mean i wasn't necessarily referring to platinum so i was just saying like like beat the game well that that's what i mean oh, so like, Force, Force I, 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 I didn't play battlefronts i didn't play i'm trying to think of the more recent star wars games i've never i still haven't ever beaten kotor 
I've gotten pretty far in KOTOR. I'm currently playing it like on the side. Like I'll play it for like half hour, 15 minutes before I go to sleep. Yep. But like that is a huge game. So at that pace, I don't think I'll ever beat it. <laughs> it's like a 70 hour game or no, some mm-hmm. nonsense. If you're really playing it to the fullest. It is a massive game. It is a huge. Very, very massive game. Um, no, the, the last one that I completed uh like as far as just like went through like a campaign mode or a storyline was battlefront 2 uh okay. i uh i actually really liked it like they they actually put something into the story of that oh the yes i i have been through the the story mode of that it is a good little bit but it's super short it, oh yeah it's really short but i i like how they at least found a way to tie it in all together and especially if you read those aftermath books it yeah. will make it will make you appreciate that storyline even better because you're like oh holy crap <laughs> like all the events that, that happened like all tie in and of course like the events in rebels too like mm-hmm. all three of those things happening kind of around the same exact time but going back to your uh one of your games there force unleashed and force unleashed 2 what great games they're really good like really good games i was really really mad that disney was like yeah we're gonna throw those ones out too like yep yeah, bye See you later. I mean, I get why. I, I mean, I, I get it too. But Star at the same Killer time. is crazy overpowered, and like it just—I mean, mess, if, having if, Vader have like a secret apprentice kind of messes up everything else, like Clone War stuff, Rebel stuff. Like it really conflicts with everything else Vader is in in modern media. Yeah, like I think the one thing that like kind of got to me. I was reading about the other day was. You know, if you really want to think about it, Starkiller could be, you know, considered the actual f- the first true gray Jedi. Yeah. You know, over. Eh. <laughs> eh. I mean, <laughs> what? maybe, maybe it depends on what you consider canon, what's not canon, where things take place. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like if if the storyline were to be considered canon. Like he technically would be because, you know, either journey you take on there, like he has to do good and bad stuff to reach the end point. So if we are talking about like just the story of his journey, then it is walking the line of both good and bad. Mm -hmm. And that is ultimately the definition of a great Jedi. So it's not, but it's more or less, you know, I understand like not subscribing to either side, but you have to use practice. You have to use abilities from both sides in order to, you know, be considered a gray Jedi, I guess, when you're referring are you, are you sure? to Ahsoka, Ahsoka, I would what consider about gray, especially in Rebels, she's gray. I guess. End of Clone Wars, you could yeah. argue she's gray too. Yeah, I mean, because she she does technically rescind her, you know, the Jedi the, Je- the Jedi Order. Yeah, so I mean, I guess yes, I guess you're right. And she's got those cool white lightsabers. They're white. They're cool. It's true. 
I get. Well, I guess the problem is, is like when Force Unleashed came about, like Ahsoka was still it didn't exist. No, she she existed. Oh yeah, you're right. She existed, but she was still like kid, you know, Anakin Padawan. Like I don't think Disney knew like the direction they were going to take her. And I like the direction they took her in. I like the fact that mm-hmm. she's like you know, oh you know, fuck this Jedi bullshit. <laughs> I'm not reading your Bible. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you guys, kind of up your own butts. I mean, yep. there's reasons. There's reasons. We'll get into it once we actually break down episodes, movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fallen Order, I, uh, I, I really want to play and finish. It's really um, good. Yeah, I it's know. It's really good. I know. I know. And I, I've, I've been meaning to sit down and play it. Who knows? Maybe if I'm not tired by the time we end this like episode. It has tonight, a might, good set of difficulty to it. Yep. Um, you could crank up. I'm playing it just on normal. You could crank the difficulty up if you want, if you want that true Souls-like experience. <laughs> but, like, the the background stuff, the planets you visit, the the storyline that mm-hmm. it's presenting to you, it's all really well done. Mm-hmm. And it incorporates a lot of stuff that's just, like, pulled from here to there. Like, so it's really good. So you... You, you you watched some of Rebels, right? So I you, watched a good chunk of anything I cared about in Rebels. So you know who Zeb is, right? I'm not good with the names. Okay, Zeb was the blue giant, like the big alien cat, dude, cat like yeah, alien the creature. the one where his race, like his planet, was destroyed. Yeah, the yeah. yes, yes. So if you pay attention in Fallen Order, um. Cal, I think is his name. Cal Kestis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. His master is the same race. Yes. As Zep. Yes, I did notice that. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool how uh how like, you know, they, they kind of tried to like do certain it's small shit like that that gets me excited. I'm sorry. Like I recognize things. I get excited about recognizing things. Well, that's why I like the prequel era of things way more than <laughs> I did prior to this adventure or like comparatively to original or sequel trilogy mm-hmm. stuff, because there's a lot of stuff that is just spread out just because of the TV show shows of the prequel era. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's little, there's like tons of it are in Fallen Order. Like I'm, tons. I, I'm like, I'm going to say this. Like, I, I don't hate the prequels. I think they, you they, shouldn't, they, they should be your favorite ones, Corey. No, no, the movies, no. What I will say is that the Clone the whole Wars... whole era. I'm saying the era I, as no, a whole, not what, the movies. No, I will, just, just let me finish again, please. I'm the Star Wars now. <laughs> Go plug a podcast. You can find our podca- podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, and Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah. Listen. You know, like I'm, <laughs> I do need to figure out a, a, like a shameless plug design for one of our T-shirts. Oh yeah! By the way, anybody, if you want to buy a T-shirt to support us, you we have this. we have a merch store. You can... We have a merch oh, store. Oh, I just unmuted the channel. Um, oh my god! Ah. <laughs> Don't unmute the channel, Ashton. Uh, anybody who is listening, though, uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, all those places. See, I'm plugging myself. Uh, go to the midlifegamers.com forward slash merch. Right now, we have a couple different T-shirts with our logo on it, hoodie, and a coffee mug. But there is a whole bunch more stuff coming. I have been going crazy with designs. Uh, we have a pew pew design coming. I'm trying to make something 
to represent Ashton Shameless Plugs. Some shirts are going to be up for a limited time. Some are going to be up forever. The, one, the, the ones that are up right now are going to be up forever. So please, another way you can support us is definitely going and checking be, out a shirt. It could be like me. It's like a store that says Ashton Shameless Plugs. <laughs> it's me behind the counter just like selling you like really exotic plugs. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just like, yeah, this one, based off our Spotify model. <laughs> That's a lot of work for a design. Dude. It is. I was thinking something more of like an image of, of a plug just itself doing something. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Give, give me ideas, people. Send in your ideas. The guys at the midlifegamers.com. That's the email. Send us your ideas what you think is shameless plug shirt design should be. Or come and hit us up when we do the show live on Twitch every Wednesday night at 9.30, but usually 10 p.m. because we're always late. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so anyways, back to our Star Wars chat here. If you were to pick out your favorite movie out of the nine movie series, what would be your favorite? Um... Current in in terms of my old list, it is Empire. Okay, I, I still love Empire. Mm-hmm. But to rearrange it a little, I would I would I like Revenge a lot. Revenge is really high on my list. It's it's funny because it's like Revenge is good. I'm not gonna hate on it. It's probably to me the best of the prequel trilogy. But like, uh, there's a lot of people that give Revenge a lot of credit nowadays. Like way more than when the movie first came out. When well, because movie- we everyone was like, "It's not my Star Wars," and that's <laughs> stupid. I mean, Even back when it came out, I remember liking it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, uh, like, it was the longest one out of the three movies. <laughs> that's true. That's very. It's very long. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of padding in. Their prequels too. Mm-hmm. I will. I will say. I will give faults where faults are due. There is a lot of padding. There's a lot of stuff where, luckily, they get rid of it. Like Jar Jar basically doesn't exist in Revenge at all. Like you do not see him once, and that's the way it should be. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess because like most of the Clone War series takes place between Attack of the Clones and. Revenge of the Sith. Yes. So it's like, you get Jar Jar in that. So I guess like the only time you get to experience Jar Jar again is in the Aftermath books. And again, I think I talked about this on a previous episode of the podcast, like with Jar Jar. I wouldn't, I I know the whole story is like people blame him and he's like the, like he's the reason that the Empire got all his power because he voted. It's his vote that counted the most. And you know what? That's true, but you know who really fucked up in the prequels? Padme. Padme (laughs) messed the fuck up. Oh, my God. She's the one who initially listens to Palpatine. She's the one that gives him all the power from the get-go in Phantom Menace. Oh, my God. Just tangent. Just let everyone know. Padme made some decisions that have consequences. 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 <laughs> it's this is true. It's very true. It's like, so it's, true. <laughs> uh, like, like I don't know. Um, 
my favorite. I'm just, like, it's been my favorite since you know I first saw it in 1996. It still stands to be my favorite this day, and that's that's The Empire Strikes Back. Just the the shift in tone for that movie mm. from A New Hope is what actually like really pulled me in. Uh, you know, for whatever I reason, I like bad endings. I don't well, like when heroes win. It wasn't so much just just the bad ending and the heroes didn't really win or anything like that that, that made it special. Like, don't get me wrong, like that definitely added a piece to it. And I mean, you you think I'd be biased towards a new hope? I have I have a family member who helped make a new hope. So That's cool. yeah, um, you know anybody if anybody wants to, to to test if I'm telling the truth or not. Like, granted, I guess you can unless I have like you know a blood sample and DNA and, <laughs> and everything yeah. like that. But if you go and look in the credits when you watch A New Hope, you will see model makers and set designers, I think. And you look up the name David Beasley. Uh, He is my uncle uh, on my dad's side. I don't know him well, so don't think that I'm going to be able to like get him on here for an interview or anything like that. Like, I don't I don't really know the guy and he's actually quite old now. But I mean, it makes sense. But the cool thing about him is that he actually helped design and build like the Death Star, the um, the, the the Star Destroyers, and a couple of the Rebel ships as well. That's and cool. yeah, so like you know, it, it's it's, it's kind of cool to throw around there. I wish I got to know him better, and I wish I got to like you know like maybe get my hands on some different things. But it's it's. It's kind of cool to know that I've got somebody in the bloodline who helps make, you know, my, yeah, you fav- got, you got my favorite movie series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your Star Wars royalty. It's exactly. If the rest of my family gets wiped out, it all goes to me. <laughs> that was morbid. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that would have to die for all of Star Wars to go to you. Not, not all of Star Wars, just what my uncle has. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's no, fair. he got he actually he actually worked on quite a few movies, like not just Star Wars. Like there were some big movies he worked on. He uh, he worked on Beetlejuice. Um, he also he also worked on Armageddon. I also uh, love that movie. Yeah, and oh god, what was what's some of the other big ones he did? Oh, he was Independence Day. Was the one he worked on? Yeah, like he's got some some big movies under his belt. But um, what's your least favorite? My least favorite of the series? Yeah, episode one through. Uh, see, what makes it hard to pick out of all those movies is the modern trilogy is all trash. Exactly. No, it's I feel like every single movie has a good highlight to it, which makes it a candidate not to be the worst. I mean, they all have. That's not even true. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I, I was going to say every movie has its good fault parts. And no, no, not but, at all. But if I if I were to pick my least favorite out of all of them. Now, this probably wasn't my probably wasn't my choice like six months ago. But now it is probably officially the Rise of Skywalker is my least favorite out of all of them. Okay, I I liked it because I like all Star Wars. I like Mm -hmm. all the Star Wars. You're not. It's very. Very rarely you're going to find a piece of Star Wars medium that you're going to put in front of me, and I'm not going to be like, ooh, 
you know, new content. But hey. but after everything else that I have watched, read, played, it 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 took away from the enjoyment of that movie. But the one thing that I appreciate is the fact that it at least made parts of that movie make more sense to me. So that's what I'm weighing it on because if I'm just being a Star Wars moviegoer and I'm not someone mm. who has taken in all of the television series, all the books, all the games, I'm just going based off episodes one through nine. That is the only Star Wars story I have been exposed to. Then, then nine is going to be my least favorite because there's a lot of shit that doesn't make sense in that. And they try to, they try to put like a lot into a two hour movie when Mm. they kind of relied on people. Oh, you know, people love star Wars. They definitely went and watched all the TV shows. They definitely read all these books because we're Disney, you know, they're going to buy up all the star Wars stuff because that's what star Wars fans do. They buy up everything star Wars. And it's like, yeah, like star Wars makes a lot of money off of its merchandise, but But the thing is, is like a majority of mainstream Star Wars fans are not people that are soaking up all that extra content. Yeah, you know, they they may catch like an episode here and there or they, you know, but there's no there's not a lot of people that are like me and now like you who actually invested the time to watch and play different things that build upon the story and make certain connections make more sense you didn't have to play games and read books for both the prequel trilogy and you know the main trilogy in, in the middle mm-hmm. of the, the the og trilogy you didn't have to play and read stuff to actually get what was happening and and going on and connecting very, it all together it's where all very clear where the modern trilogy and especially the rise of skywalker leaned heavily the movies Leaned, leaned heavily on people like like they use them to to sell all yeah. the other stuff that they are going to be doing which okay fine like at least the content you're putting out now outside of the movies is good but that's my problem with the rise of skywalker as as a standalone star wars movie and as just taking part in the series of star wars movies it's not good it's not good. It crams way too much into one story and it doesn't make sense in a lot of parts. It doesn't make sense at all. Like you give no explanation as to why the emperor is back. Like when I first, like I was, uh, so, hold on. No, no, no. Let's no save no, it for no. the episode breakdown. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I, I will get some flack for this. And I know we're talking about our least favorite. Mm-hmm. And I know I will get some flack from this. So please feel free, everybody, to rip me apart. You can rip me apart. In the, oh, here it comes. I already in, know what in, you're going to say. In, in the chat on on Twitch, you can rip me apart in the comments on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, on all of our social media. You can send us an email be the hottest to take, the guys at themidlifegamers.com. Like, whatever you want to do, feel free to rip me apart because I am going to stick to my guns on this one. Yes, Empire Strikes Back may be my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, but my second favorite Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. That's my least favorite, period. Last Jedi, garbage. Everything about it, I hate it. I've never hated a Star Wars property. That's the only one I hate. Other ones, I may be like, "Eh, you could kind of miss it, whatever. 
But Last Jedi, it, I just, it's just dump it out. It should have just, oh, it's the epitome of everything that was wrong with the modern trilogy. The fact that there was never anyone who was overseeing the whole new trilogy as as one big thing instead of being like, here's a director, here's a director, here's a director. Do whatever you want with it. There was no vision at all. Um, Comparatively to like their other movie divisions like Marvel where there is Kevin Foggy who is just in charge of everything. Just being like, this doesn't really work with this. Can we change? There should have been Kath, uh, was Kathleen Kat- Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy, yep. She should have been way more involved with what was going on instead of being like, I'm trying to be woke and be like, we're doing good things for people. That's fine if you want to do that, but you didn't have any creative input, so it just made shitty project. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could say that about the entire modern trilogy. Force Awakens as a whole is a rehash. Last Jedi has no payoff for anything that was set up in the movie prior. I give slack to the third one because at least JJ tried to reel it all in. So like that for me, I do like um, Rise of Skywalker to a certain point. But in terms of everything I know now, yeah, there's like they're just bad as a whole. Like mm-hmm. I, I do take less credit away from Rise. Like, they should have done more, especially if it's going to be the end of a saga. So, like, I get the qualms that you have with that, but I don't know how you like Last Jedi. <laughs> because I mean, do you want to do you want to talk about it now? <laughs> I mean, we could just let's we should just go down the timeline and what? just just go down because like of how I only want to do it that way because of how these shows enhance or de- de- detract from the movies as they're going on okay okay um, so so we, we started with the phantom menace we start with the phantom goddamn menace all right all right why did he get anakin so young they could have had him all right there's between episode one episode two there's a 10-year gap anakin they could have had a five-year gap had a older anakin and it would have made more sense and he would have been able to contribute more to the goddamn movie if he was a little bit older and it would have gave him more gravitas to his understanding of being a slave to being free it would also give more gravity to he's too old to train even though he's no older than any of the younglings that were freaking killed I got qualms with Phantom Menace. I used to rate Phantom Menace pretty high uh, on my list. Not like super high. It's in the middle of the road, but yeah, uh, like Phantom Menace. I remember being super excited for when it when it was first coming out because when they showed like the 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 trailer for it, uh, the teaser trailer. I forgot what movie mm. it was. It was in theaters. They finally showed the the teaser trailer for for the Phantom Menace, but. I remember that I was in eighth grade when that movie came out and both my English teacher and my social studies teacher were good friends and they were both like big time Star Wars fans. Mm. And like we would actually like stay after school like to like just talk Star Wars. We'd even watch the movies with the teacher sometimes like the, like it was it was awesome. So 
one day I go, I'm going to school and my mom got tickets for me and one of my friends to go and see um, the movie while she went and shopped around the mall and stuff. And <laughs> we got pulled out of school. Like, yes, my mom agreed to it. My friend's mom agreed to it because we were both big Star Wars fans. And we got pulled out of school. This was far as the middle school. This was this mm-hmm. was before I, I went to Colony and I met you, sir. Um, um, we uh, we got to the movie theater. Now, mind you, I, I was at school for that, that, that beginning of that day. Mm. My homeroom teacher was my English teacher and my social studies teacher's room was right next to his. And I saw both of them that morning and we never got a chance to actually talk about like, oh, are you going to see the movie? And of course, I didn't out it and say like, oh, guys, my mom's picking me up early so I can skip school to go see Star Wars. Hey, Um, teach. Yeah. So I get to the the theater and I'm standing in line with my friend and there's these like two guys that are like. Ah, seven or eight people ahead of us, all fully dressed out in, in Jedi robes, right? Nerds! <laughs> freaking nerds. And I get it. They freaking turn around, and it's my goddamn social studies. No! And, and English teacher. Yeah. No! <laughs> nerds! Like, like, you, you, like, who's teaching English right now? Who's teaching? So you got subs? You guys guys come see Star Wars? Really? <laughs> freaking um, nerds. But I remember, watching, cool. I remember watching the actual movie for the first time, and... The opening scene, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." I, I mm. like. I, I, I immediately liked Qui Gon, and yeah. Qui Gon's one of the best parts of that movie. And you know, I was like, "All right, you know, young Obi Wan is is okay." But I liked how the movie opened with like you know an, an action scene, and you already got yeah. the Jedi's using their lightsabers to, to do stuff. But it, I immediately got, ruined. I immediately got taken out of it when they started doing a lot of like extra crazy stuff that I had never seen Jedi doing. Oh, before. you mean like Jedi speed where they, there is a part where they're like, yes. shoot those guys. Yes. And they just, just go, oh, God. And it's just like, wow, I complained about powers in modern trilogy. They're just pulling this out of their goddamn ass. Like, you know, so there were a couple points in the Phantom Menace that made me think like, okay, this movie is awesome. And, Darth Maul was one of them for yeah. sure. Like yeah. absolutely like now that I've seen him in, in Clone Wars, like I yeah. wish they would have made him speak more in the freaking movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. because uh, obviously I rewatched it. He does say something in the beginning, he does. but I remember what I remember is him never talking because yep. he has a lot of scenes where he's just this ominous dude looking yep. at stuff. Yep. And that is really it. And he's cool. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He's cool as hell. There was that. There was that scene when him and Obi Wan are fighting, and it was like right after he stabbed, you know, Qui Gon. Yeah, and it's got the the, the door panels that were locking yep, yep. on and off. And I remember Obi Wan is sitting down and like meditating, and Maul is walking back and forth. Like this motherfucker looks like a caged tiger, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Here's the thing about that scene. They had lightsabers. He had a light. He could have just. Because it wasn't like doors, doors. It was like laser projectors things, mm-hmm. like a laser yeah. projector wall that's used. Yep. He could have easily just been like, lightsaber, stop, bow, and just like waved it around a bunch, took it out, helped out his master. <laughs> it's just, 
It's a really weird thing I noticed where it was like... Well, no, the, the lightsabers weren't going through it because... Um, well, he didn't try because the projector side. I'm not saying the oh. laser wall itself. Oh, okay. It's like the projectors for the laser. Because right, you see right. them like shifting up and down and it's right. like... He could just stab that thing. He could literally <laughs> just stab that thing right now. And it's just, he, it's it. It's just one of these things that just, you overlook. Because yep. you're like, oh, yeah, this big action scene. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it's, Obi's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Like, it would have made more sense if, like, that was going down and, like, he was breaking it, breaking them. And then Qui-Gon dies, and then he's like, well, I don't have to rush. I have to compose myself. Yep. That would have made more sense for what was going on. Yep. Just a little nitpick. Like, eh. But yeah, Dark Mouth's dope. It's kind of ass. And pod racing was cool. Pod racing is cool. <laughs> you know what's not cool? Jar Jar Binks in his entire race. <laughs> his entire Right. It derails. There's so much of that movie that is just derailed because of the way they talk and the <laughs> Why do they do that? They don't need you to do it. Sound, you just sounded like Jar Jar when you said that. Why is he do is that? You don't need to. And like it's you, you said no understand. It's very Phantom Menace is super unique in this one regard compared to the other eight episodes is that it's almost entirely focused at kids like from not not from top to bottom obviously the war the trade federation like uh trade routes being like closed down and blockades and all the like uh senate stuff all that is you know for adults it's stuff you've you pay attention to modern politics you're like yeah okay whatever but like just the amount of Anakin stuff, the pod racing stuff and Jar Jar stuff, it's just it, it eats everything else that would be for adults. And like, uh, it really so, is not good. The other thing that, that kind of bothered me about the Phantom Menace was like it, you were just supposed to buy the fact that Shmi just magically got pregnant with a baby. Yeah. I mean, like, that is kind of hinted at later down the line. Not just in one movie, either. But, like, it's weird. It is a weird thing because in the original trilogy prior, there's no hint of anything like that. The Force is actually pretty, like, yeah, you could use it to choke people, you could use it to push people, but or, like, mind control. But really, like, the Force and... Everything is like still mysterious. Phantom Menace goes out of his way to really push stuff, like with the new powers, the Jesus baby thing, Metachlorians. Metachlorians. So, no, I'm going to save this part for later on in the episode because it'll, it's, it's going to be a connection between what I just talked about there with, um, Shmi, you know, like magically becoming pregnant with Anakin. Yes, yes. I, I think I know what you're yes. going to refer to. Yes. Um, so, but um, it's just it's the thing is they should have never explained what the Force is. That's really what my point is. 
Like the force yeah. should have always been a mysterious thing. It's like But you made a Clarion count, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it becomes. And you're just like, he's got twenty thousand Metachlorian counts. It's over nine thousand. <laughs> it's way more than Yoda. And you're like, you're just throwing names around. You're just doing whatever you want, huh, George? Just trying to sell those toys, you bastard. Damn straight. I mean, I had like I had so many episode one toys before the movie even came out. I'm like, who is this frog dude? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And like all the fl- the a big thing too in uh, this dude looks like Satan and he has two lightsaber blades. <laughs> he does, and he's super cool. Uh, the the one thing that's also very different is you, you pick up on this pretty early in the movie is lightsabers. AKA laser swords, because that's the first movie where they say that. Um, they're all like jumpy and flippy and stuff, but like compared to like the original ones where it's all slow and like they're heavy, they're not, he- you know, they treat it like they're heavy broadswords and stuff, but like in the prequels, everyone's just doing flips and shit and just twirling around. That's, twir- that's the one thing that I actually did appreciate about about the modern trilogy is they brought the lightsaber dueling back to the like the episodes four Mythalic. Yes, where it was like it it seemed like those lightsabers weighed like 50 pounds each because like when you start having people do flip and stuff this actually applies to like the shows and stuff it it becomes hard to follow it's cool when you have a couple characters that can do it but like when literally everybody in the fucking movie is doing it like you've got Qui-Gon doing it you've got Obi-Wan doing it you've got Darth Maul doing it Yoda does it like yeah all right like so are we going to attack of the clones now (laughs) I mean we we can I'm pretty much done with just saying like yeah Phantom Um, S he should have been older so so attack of the clones yeah it, it's i i was happy like because i don't get me wrong i was excited as a kid to mm. see the phantom menace like i mean come on I'm an, I'm an eighth grader so of course i'm like still excited about star wars um I'm trying to remember if back then it lived up to my expectations or if I was just like so hyped because I was finally getting like the next piece of my favorite Mm. piece of cinema. Um, So when Attack of the Clones came out, uh, I think I I was excited, but didn't have the same level of excitement as I did for The Phantom Menace. I'm I'm there with you 100%. Nothing against like at the time. I didn't really think negatively of Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. but the excitement wasn't as there. No. The hype wasn't really there for episode no. two. No. And I think the other thing that's set in for me, too, is the fact I'm like, oh, I know we've got episode three that's got to be coming next. So it's like, oh, we got to wait for that one now. And it's like, I think ultimately, by the time you finish episode one, it's like, OK, get to the point. How does this kid become Vader? Yeah, exactly. And like you just gave me a whiny teenager in attack of the clones the entire yeah. movie <laughs> not, the, not the entire point here's here's how i broke it down no. i was talking to uh one of my friends rich carl and irv about mm-hmm. this the dialogue itself isn't bad dialogue and if you really listen to what anakin is saying it really makes sense for his character his character development and how he reacted to the rest of the world. But boy, 
what what's his name uh christian whatever he could not act he could not <laughs> act at all he didn't convey any depth or emotional weight to anything he says so it comes off like he's this whiny brat even though what he's saying actually makes sense to how his character would feel and it's just <laughs> it just tanks the movie and natalie portman not saying she's a bad actress either but like the whole Anakin and Padme thing, the like for the most of the movie, it, like their growth together and their connection doesn't feel good. Yeah, like their reactions with each other is just two people complaining to each other. It's not entertaining <laughs> at all. And I will tell you right now, I had that shit on two times speed because I was like, we need to get through these scenes now because I hate them. I hated them. But you have good parts where it's like he goes after the sand people and he has like the force like um, visions about his mom dying. And, and it's like you find out that he hates sand because he gets everywhere. He, he, that's before the sand people. But it's an allegory for racism. Hey, did you know Star Wars has a lot of racism in it? Yeah, like a lot. Especially in the prequel trilogy. Like, it's astounding how racist everyone is. Um, uh, um, no, so, like, it was cool to finally get a somewhat, like, origin story to Boba Fett. With Attack of the Clones and like that where, is a cool thing too. Where yeah. he came from and you know, I actually was like, all right, so we got these clone troopers now. Oh, so all the stormtroopers are still clone troopers in the later trilogy. Like I immediately started questioning that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, well, that that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me that they would all be clones too mm. because they talk about people being in the imperial navy in the later trilogy yeah, it's like yeah, so yeah. it's like i was so confused by that and and but you know just just taking away from that um <laughs> the yoda scene where just like he pulls like when he pulls out the lightsaber i was like oh this yep. is gonna be really badass and i thought for some reason that he was just gonna use the force and just yeah. like make the lightsaber like fight Fly and shit around like that with and, them, and, like... and stuff like that but no he goes full twirl twirl i'm 900 years old looks... i use a cane <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a green chimp with a lightsaber yeah. he did he did i mean you get more like mace in the movie mace is cool uh, yeah no i mean i i liked I liked Mace's, Mace's character a little bit. I don't know, like some of the, some of the Jedi characters they pulled in. Um, I, I didn't like them that much at first because so I was like, okay, we're never going to get to know these characters. It's like they're just kind of placeholders. But then you know you end up getting all the extra content later on down the road, and you know I appreciate them all a lot more now. But but there was like there was no depth to any of the other like to the Jedi Council itself, like you didn't get anything so like eventually and you know i don't like is there really that much to talk about attack of the clones like, <laughs> like i mean really half the movie is just um padme anakin stuff yeah uh, a lot of the other stuff is like setting up count dooku mm -hmm. and hit basically count dooku in episode two is like yo hey obi-wan 
here's this thing. It's this guy called Darth Sidious. He's mad evil. He's controlling both sides. And then you have Senator uh, Palpatine, Skeev, like getting more and more powerful. It's Sheev. Sheev? S-H-I-I-V. Sheev Palpatine. You have the council voting him to be the Supreme Chancellor. You have like all these other things that Padme kind of just hands off to him mm-hmm. even further. But really, there's not much that happens in uh, Clone Wars besides, you know, 200,000 clones and whatnot released. Yep. I mean, like I said, like, I don't know. I was. The excitement for Attack of the Clones was there, but it definitely wasn't as high as when the Phantom Menace was first releasing. And, you know, some. Some cool stuff happened in Attack of the Clones, but it's like, I feel... I have Attack of the Clones as my second worst movie out of the the set. I mean, that's fair. As my old one, though. Now, I would probably put it more towards the middle because of the extra content. Okay. Yeah, like I said, and and that's, that's, you know, if we're going by the timeline here... um, that's where Clone Wars to me makes me appreciate it more because Clone Wars is so good. And to me, it's the, it's the best thing of the prequel series. It's the best thing <laughs> in Star Wars, arguably next to Mandalorian. It's so good. Yes, seven seasons. Last season, the last season of it came out last year. Yes, like it came out like. Nine months ago, and, and I didn't realize that. And you know, you know, it was like social media demand that willed that into existence. I didn't. Well, I because it was kind of see that because right. it kind the season six kind of just drops. So it was a Cartoon Network show. Okay, yeah. Dave Filoni was the creator, producer, everything like that on the show. When Disney bought Star Wars and Clone Wars was canceled on uh, Cartoon Network. Actually, I think after Cartoon Network, it moved to Netflix. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was canceled. Disney hired Filoni and his entire team to come over and make Rebels. And Rebels was doing so well, and there was still this huge social media demand for them to finish Clone Wars because Clone Wars, the series, Mm. kind of didn't, like, it didn't leave you in a good place to, like, okay, let's go watch Revenge of the Sith now because we got the whole, like, point. Yeah, because they don't get to the actual bits. Yep. So, like, it was social media demand. They were like, okay, please, please, please. And and then eventually, like, Disney was like, okay, like, we see there's enough demand for this. So, you know, we got season seven on Disney+. Plus. So, that's... Uh, God bless them. Yeah, yeah. So, that's that's how that came to be with season seven. Um, but, uh, but, you know, going back to the Clone Wars series, a lot of stuff happens in there that just like builds so up, much like builds up the star Wars universe everywhere. And, and it touches like, everything. And light you want to know what, this is where I feel like Disney owes Filoni a payoff because there is so much shit that they are doing now with the current content between the animated shows and the Mandalorian. Now that is based off shit that he wrote when he was still with the cartoon network. They're still with Lucasfilm when they were doing stuff for the He should be their Kathleen Kennedy. He should be their Kevin Foggy. Honestly. Yes, he should be. He should be the guy that's overseeing everything Star Wars. Everything. Everything. He also likes cowboy hats. He does. He likes cowboy hats a lot. Every interview I've seen him in. But I mean, everything that Dave Filoni has brought to the table, Star Wars related, is amazing. 
Clone Wars is absolutely amazing. It's a great series. It actually makes me appreciate the prequels more than what I did. Um, Anakin's likable. Yes. Yes. He's way more likable in in there. Like you root for him. You feel bad for him when Mm -hmm. he does take steps to the dark side. Unlike the movies where you're just like, yeah, I already know he's going to be Vader. Whatever. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, we could sit here and we could talk for hours about everything that's happened that happened in uh, in There's Clone Wars. There's some key parts I think are important to discuss. Oh no, I'm not saying we're going to skip over it. I'm just yeah. saying like we we could we could go on for hours and hours and hours talking about everything days. we did. So, days. Yeah, days. I love it. I'm so <laughs> glad I watched all of it because there's so much stuff in there that is just in other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like my love for Fallen Order. That was so much more enhanced because of the stuff that happens in Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Things that happens in Rebels. Things that happens in Revenge of the Sith. All better because of Clone Wars. And it's yep. so good. Admittedly, it's rough fish in the first season. Because it's very, like, this is war. But, like, how they take clones, i.e., like, these throwaway things... At least that's how it's portrayed in the movies. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it gives them, like, actual thought of, like, how clones would feel and well, act you, and you treat. Dis- you discover that these clones actually have, like, their own free will. Individual personalities, <laughs> yes. too. Like, and it's, it's fucking amazing. It's yes, like. But that's not revealed in the movies at all. Not at Based, all. Not if you even were just, in the If slightest. you were just to watch, the, like, Attack of the Clones and, you know, Revenge of the Sith. You would basically think that every single one of the clones is just a cookie cutter version of each other. They're all they. Have, I mean, they might as well be droids. Yeah, the way they exactly. the way they made them. Like like there was no personality to each one. Every one of them. Yes, they do sound the same. They do look alike. But the Clone Wars as a series actually was like, well, hey, actually underneath the helmets, like each each one of these guys is no. They like have their own personalities. Mm-hmm. They have you know they have their own their own fears and, and everything. Like I don't My know, boy like, Rex. My boy Rex. Echo. Yes. Yep. Um, <clears throat> which, you know, I, uh, I I really, really like thought that that added so much to the story. It's, Be- it's, it's one of the better parts of the show mm-hmm. is just the, the clones who actually do get to know their names and like, at, it's hard to recognize them sometimes because you're like, I don't know who's who, but some, you do pin them down eventually. Like, um, I know this guy. Not to not to jump too far ahead or anything here. Actually, this is jumping super far ahead. But I know you have become a fan of Rex. Oh, Rex is great. <laughs> okay. Rex, not <laughs> throughout most of it. Rex is great <laughs> because of one moment that happens in seven, ep, uh, season seven, not episode mm-hmm. seven. Um, there's like, um, I don't know how we should break this down, but. Basically, throughout the show, you f- you figure out how Order 66 worked, and that's all the clones had little chips in their head that made them do it. So it wasn't really like, they're like, okay, Dark Lord, I'm just going to start killing. We no, know like, what Order 66 is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, it was a thing that was, like, forced on them. And there's a moment where Rex is just like, he breaks down, like, you want me to go out there kill my brothers that have no control over themselves who are lost because of this and it's like this really deep moment because like to him 
And all the clones, they're brothers. They're not just like, oh, that's a clone, whatever. No, yep. like, if they are in a group together, they are each other's family. And, like, it's just this sad breakdown and realization of, like, how the clones were treated and, like, the forced loss of will. And, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's so deep. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. And you're just like, oh, man. Yep. I love you, Rex. <laughs> I don't yep. want anything bad to happen to you. Yep. No, like I said, I love how they gave each one of the clones their own personality. You got to dive into a couple, a few of the different characters. Obviously, they didn't dive into every single one of them, but you got to look at probably a good handful of, of the different characters there. And like I said, it added depth to the overall prequel trilogy as mm-hmm. a whole. The other thing they did with the Clone Wars series was we actually got like, we actually got to know Darth Maul as a character. We got to know yeah. Maul, Maul as a character, I should say. Not just Darth Maul, because he is now rescinded. He's not Darth anymore. Not, he is not Darth anymore, no. Um, He's just Maul. But, you know, we got to know him and, you know, how he came to be in, like, his... Oh, in the Night Sisters. In, like, yes. Tiramir? Basically, we're Darth Maul, like, his home planet. Yep. And, like, all those Asashifinger... Asajj Ventress Ventress yes and um, and Maul's brother Savage Savage mm-hmm. Savage what was his last name some you I know it was last, but he, but he was, I call them Savage but I know it was Savage because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when you have subtitles on it looks like Savage you're just yep. like oh the Savage dude yep who is totally rad too? He's just a bigger mall, but he's brown and like golden brown, and did, he's dope. What did you think about Maul early on, and like his lower half being spider legs? Oh, I thought that was so weird. <laughs> when you're re, you're when you're reintroduced to uh, Maul in in Clone Wars, like he's crazy. He's his horns crazy. are mad yeah. long. He's got like this. Not spider legs, like a full spider abdomen and everything. Like, it is the craziest thing. You're just like, oh, oh, dear. Oh, frick. What happened to you? I mean, like, you're surprised he's alive at first. And then you're just like, oh, no, it's much worse. (laughs) You should have just died. Dead's better. You should have just died. You would have been way better off. (laughs) Um, but we also get an even deeper look at the the Mandalorians as yeah. As a whole. Like you actually get to like learn like okay Their full like, history. It's like all right, fine. Like we know that Boba Fett is he's a clone technically, mm-hmm. but like where did these people come from? Like who are they? And. I thought it was really cool that, you know, they actually broke down as to like why they selected the Mandalorians as as the subjects for the uh, for the clones. Because <clears throat> they're tough as nails. Yep. Yep. They're exactly. the toughest warriors. Exactly. Um, this goes back to stuff prior to even the movies and stuff in mm-hmm. the old Republic. Even before the old Republic, a long time ago, the Mandalores went to war with the Jedi mm-hmm. and like. That's a crazy thing that should be a movie or a TV show. But, like, they have a long history with, like, anti-force and just being savage badasses across the galaxy for thousands of years. That's supposedly what the what the next set of Star Wars movies is supposed to be. It's like it's like 500 years before the events of, of the Phantom Menace. 
So, and it's going to talk about um, uh, Visla. There is it Visla. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Visla, which is the only uh, Mandal- the only Mandalorian who sat on the Jedi Council. Yes. So, um, oh, and that black saber lightsaber yes. thing. Yes. Mad rad. Yes. It's like the sword of rulership, basically, <laughs> yes. and it's the coolest thing. Yes. <laughs> it's black, but it's a lightsaber, but it's not like round like lightsaber. It's like no, it looks it's like, like a it flat like a saber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it more looks like a sword than than a a nerf stick that glows. <laughs> yeah. It's super red. It's like all the oh in um sateen. Here's a joke. Hey, did you know that Hugh McGregor has lost two Satines in his life? <laughs> That's right. Satine in Moulin Rouge. Oh. Yes. Oh. And Satine, the former ruler of yes. uh, Mandalore. Mandalore. Yes. So they're both called Satine, and it was Hugh and McGregor. 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 Lost both of them. <laughs> You're nailing those celebrity names I, tonight. <laughs> I am bad with names. I will always be bad with names. I'm Anakin, sorry. Anakin played by that, you know, that Christian guy. Christian, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was really religious. <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah, he's a Christian guy. Like I said, what? 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 <laughs> Although, what was... Oh, crap. I forgot the, the kid who played Anakin in um, Phantom Menace, what his name was. I don't oh, know. man. Does All he right, still act? No, but there's a mugshot of him. And I was like, damn, they should have got him back to play <laughs> older Anakin. <laughs> that would have been cool. But yeah, the, with the Clone Wars, with Mandalore and Satine and like all that jazz, that's super cool. That and, was all really deep and, and awesome. the the Obi Wan love interest there with the one yeah. like yeah, like it just the, it was it was it was cool man it was all cool it gave that part the uh, the love thing um, there's another part two in Clone Wars where there's like just uh, like opposed views of how to deal with relationships unlike Anakin so like you have Anakin and Padme yeah they got together and had kids. And then you have Obi-Wan who sticks to his code and says that being on the council is more important than his own attachments. And then you have another character who is tied to the force that agrees that just having a friendship is a strong enough attachment to push you forward, but not Mm -hmm. strong enough to tear you back. Yep. Um, And it's just really cool of like how they explore Jediism and relationships not just through Anakin but through Obi-Wan and others. Yep. yep. Um we also in Clone Wars get introduced to Ahsoka who at first super cool yes. not at first not no, at no. first you're like who's this kid? Yeah, this is and, for kids. And that was the thing and it made me feel like oh god like we're just getting a filler character. Like the like it's like so much they do this shit all the time when they want to make something that like ties two movies together or it takes place in between we're going to put in this bullshit filler character that's not going to make any sense for the the films later on or the story later on it's just to me at first oh she's just a fucking filler character and then like oh nope 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 she's bad you made you made me fall in love with this character (laughs) basically the last season is almost all about her too like almost entirely like i feel i feel more bad for the relationship 
ending between her and Anakin than Anakin and Padme. <laughs> I mean, it, it, no, I'm I'm there with you because like he, she wants to be there for him even after like into the future of the storyline. Like she still cares and mm-hmm. like she doesn't want to leave Anakin, but like spoilers. She's more or less, like, forced to be like, yeah, the Jedi Council kind of sucks because she basically gets framed and they just oust her like that. No no remorse, no, hey, we're going to talk to you about this. We're going to figure this out. Trust you. Believe you. None of it. They're just like, you're in prison. Fuck you. And, yeah, Jedi Council kind of sucks. I would be about that life, too. Yep. Like the Jedi Council, just the biggest fools, <laughs> the dumbest people. I swear. Oh, I mean, but yeah. Go watch Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. Watch I, it. No, seriously. If if you are listening, watching everything with our show, um, and you want to like appreciate the prequel trilogy more more wow I, I can't speak tonight either holy crap this is this is gonna be fun to edit I'm no you. i'm not gonna edit this is gonna be raw <laughs> um, no <laughs> no <laughs> that's one of our sound bits by the way people so <laughs> um no seriously watch the clone war series if you have time you got kids at home. It's an awesome series to watch with your kids. At like, least get to season four because there's a thing that happens in season four. That is just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about, Corey? Uh, I don't do it. It's been a while since I've seen like aside from season seven. The father, the son yes. and the daughter. Yes. Which you, you're right. I, did, I forgot that that happened in season four. And I and I my mind exploded when they brought it back in Rebels. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only part I care about in Rebels because it's cool. You know, there's part. There's other parts of Rebels I care about, like especially with Thrawn and stuff. So, but um, but no, seriously, Clone Wars is awesome. So that leads us into now Revenge of the Sith. Yes, which which also takes place in season seven, technically. Yes. Um, there are some scenes, and you'll see this in other things, but there's certain cutscenes, or not cutscenes, like, uh, hollow recordings that mm-hmm. you see in other perspectives down the line in other properties, which I thought was yep. super cool. But, uh, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. That's a good movie. It's, it's not bad. I'll give it that. It's not bad. I will say it is... It is one of the better ones out of all of them, um, especially since we do finally get the uh, get the conclusion. I still think, you know, it, Anakin is a whiny bitch throughout the whole movie. Um, but once we do get like later on where, you know, you do start to see like the relationships that he has with the people and how mm. it's it's being torn down between them. But not even just them, that like everything else is basically yes. crumbling around this happening um i think is where i'm like all right you know i'm sold on this movie and the emotion between in the, in the battle between him and obi-wan was just like oh okay like i 
I didn't like Anakin much as a character, and I didn't like Hayden Christensen portraying that character. Nope. But there was that emotion there for the relationship between him and Obi-Wan. And I don't and I don't even think it was because it was like the Jedi like Padawan. No, they were friends. They were friends, but I'm sorry. I'm thinking all the way back to fucking Qui-Gon, who was just like, I died for this kid and like obi-wan i pass this stuff on to you and like to me it was the heartbreak that obi-wan was feeling because in a way like if i'm obi-wan i'm feeling like not only did i fail like training this kid and bringing him up the way he was meant to be i feel like i failed my own master because like Mm. qui-gon died like like he died to make sure that this kid was like going to he was he was the he was the chosen one. <laughs> I I have never especially now. I don't feel like it was necessarily Obi-Wan that failed him or got him to this point. I no, feel I like I don't I don't either. I'm saying from a from Obi-Wan's personal standpoint. Oh no, yeah, like, I get I get why he would feel this, but like I blame more the council not even in regards to anything to do with Anakin. Mm-hmm. It's just like at this point, Palpatine's so obviously evil. He is so <laughs> obviously evil. It's oh true. my God. It's he, true. He has so much power. And like, if you really pay attention to what's going on, yeah, they do figure it out like halfway through the third movie. But like, it's obvious in Clone Wars, it's obvious in the second movie. And the first one, you could be like, yeah, he's a politician. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, he just does so much. And, like, the way he acts and the way he talks to people, it's just like, come on, guys. Like, um... the Go back to earlier parts in the movie. Um, There's a part where Anakin's like, I will stop you, Dooku. My power is twice as strong. And he kills him because... You know, he's, he's, Palpatine's like, do it, do it, (laughs) do it, do it, do it. And he's just like, I don't know about this Jedi shouldn't kill. He is unarmed because he literally cut off his hands, but he does it. But this point, like he grows from this point and he recognizes what he's done is wrong. So when Mace Windu later in the movie is like, no, we should kill him. He's like, well, that's not the Jedi mentality. And yeah, obviously he would betray Mace Windu because he still believes in the Jedi code. He believes into it probably up to where he's killing little kids. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're just paying attention to what he's saying, not the acting, but like what's actually going on, like Do it. <laughs> up to the last second, because Mace is the one that's like, wait here. If Mace just said, come with me and, like, restrain yourself, like, none of that would have gone down the Mm -hmm. way it would have. Like, it's just every time Anakin needed faith put into him, everyone just kind of pushed it off to the side and was like, no, you're being impatient. When they were the ones not being patient with him and giving him the care he needed. Yep. Like even Yoda, like there's a there's a scene in it where he's having a conversation with Yoda about his visions and Yoda's like, yo, you being mad, stupid and evil, though. <laughs> That's basically what the conversation broke down to. And he's like, 
all right, I guess I'm being stupid and evil. And like, it's no one gives him the support he needs. No one. No, that's fair. That, that, that's fair. I'm, st- I'm still stuck on do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do hey, Pal- it. Hey, Palpatine, what should I do with this gum? Chew it. Chew it. <laughs> do you about- like beer? I brew it. <laughs> How about these chickens? Stew it. <laughs> Oh, and like Palpatine, bro, he is so over the top in episode three. Like, <laughs> so on your limited power. It's like the the while facial he's, while he's laying down. Nonetheless, yes, <laughs> laying down. It's it's so ridiculous. Like every there's parts where he's talking about the force and he's just got like this gross like I just came in my pants look. He's like, mm, yes, mm, the force. It's so tasty. And it's just he's so obviously evil. Like I, this goes back to that point where it's just like, how is no one seeing this? Because it's crazy, but um, something happens in this movie that I wanted to bring up from an earlier point. There is a conversation that Palpatine has with Anakin. I think describing his own Dark Lord like master. Yes. In regards to with his power, he could make life, aka I can make babies, and I could stop death. Yes. Originally, a lot of people thought those were one thing. That's what he was referring to. But like what we know now, no, those are two separate powers that this dude was talking about. And it actually sounds like Darth Sidious's like master would have been mad chill and cool. Probably more gray than dark. He was. He was. There is actually a... <laughs> But why can't I remember his name? Because I've I've talked about this guy before. Um, Palpatine's master was a he was technically a Sith Lord, but he was not evil. Mm. And he he went against the Jedi Code because you know the Jedi Code was basically like a lot of things. It was like you know you you weren't supposed to use your powers to bring people back to life. Don't eat food after midnight. Yeah. Don't get it wet. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get it wet. <laughs> Yoda will turn into a gremlin. <laughs> um, what was I talking about now? See, I forgot. The Jedi rules and like... Yeah, so like he didn't want to stick... Why can't I think of Palpatine's master like it's killing me because there's a whole darth plagueis there we go yeah there you go darth plagueis the wise is his name Um, sounds evil yeah (laughs) and he looks evil he does he but but the thing was is there's a book about him and he like his he wasn't evil though like his whole thing was is that his people were actually uh i'm pretty sure from, from the book i think were enslaved and you know he of course was like he was force sensitive and he trained and everything like there's there's like there's a whole book about him and Mm. i want to read it again but when he took palpatine and palpatine was actually a like a rich boy yeah growing up so when he took him in like he he basically tried to humble 
Palpatine when he was training him, but was also, you know, teaching him the dark powers of the Sith. But the thing was, it was like his whole thing that he was teaching him was, yes, the ability to bring back to life, create life. Um, and I hated how they just skimmed over that in the, in the movies. movie. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. If there was just like five minutes in each movie about just Palpatine going over like the old days. Mm hmm. And, like, who he was. Because, like, honestly, I know the whole point of the prequels is to set up, like, how Vader became Vader and the Emperor became the Emperor and the Empire whatever. But, like, they don't really do that at all for Palpatine. Palpatine is still just, like, kind of mysterious. No, He's like, just the politician that yes. just got too much power. And it's like, you don't know anything about him. Yeah. And... And this is like this is where like Star Wars as a whole like would have been much better. It's just a very long television series. Yeah, you're right. You know? um, but with uh, with Palpatine there, and uh, this is something that kind of like blew my mind. And they expanded upon this is there is a Star Wars comic book that came out, and yes, this came out after it. Like it, so it is technically considered Disney canon. Mm. Is you know how like time travel is kind of a thing now it's kind of not really anymore it's yeah i mean like now the thing is i don't understand from like i read the comic and it doesn't like the setting is just like okay it's shimmy anakin's mother there Mm. and how she became pregnant with anakin is that palpatine actually willed anakin into existence he forced using, the force yes he forced, into her he forced his force into her <laughs> like i do know the comment i knew this is what you're gonna bring up i've seen yes. the panels and like the artwork's pretty cool but yep. like you literally <laughs> do see like this gust of like force energy go into this woman's like gut and you just kind of see him shadowly in the back just and you're just like what the fuck's going on but no yeah you could just make babies so like so palpatine's technically luke's father anakin's father anakin sorry anakin's father luke's grandfather i mean yeah technically so i mean the force is still technically the one who the the thing that made the baby happens yes yes but 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 the thing is is it didn't just magically yeah it's it's not how they portray it in the movie literally (laughs) someone did it like yeah like in the movie they make it portray like it's a miracle he's a jesus (laughs) baby exactly (laughs) i hate that about fan menace so much he's a a jesus baby who eventually turned into a he's a bad child actor (laughs) who you got in your movie because you just didn't want to take the time just kidding you didn't though let's let's be real you could have gotten a better child actor um so we are we are two hours into our broadcast right now. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. It is going to be a long one. <laughs> it's Star Wars. There's a lot to talk about. You could probably break it up into two parts and like release them like alpha, beta. Alpha, beta or part one, part two. <laughs> if you want to do that, sure. But yeah, I mean, there's um, a lot to talk about. I, I watched a lot of stuff. There is. It's Star Wars. It all connects too. It, it, it does. all connects. It does. It does. 
so you know ultimately you know revenge of the sith ends with you know anakin getting his ass handed to him by obi-wan and which is so stupid <laughs> it's so stupid how that last scene actually goes down yep i have the high ground and he's like <laughs> you underestimate my power and he tries to do a flip over him but like literally you see them jump higher than in all the other parts like he's literally jumping like four feet so, forward so did, did, all right do you know what like what that was supposed to symbolize what that was his supposed- waning faith in right, the force no, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say what it was supposed to symbolize but basically when when obi-wan tells him that he has the high ground anakin now this wasn't officially written in the scripts but there's been a lot of people that broke this down um is that anakin tried to pull the same move on obi-wan that obi-wan used to take out maul and Obi-Wan knew that he was going to do that and was able to read it perfectly. And that's how, like, he basically was like, nope, been there, done that. <laughs> like, I mean, if it's that, that makes more sense. But, so like, that's yeah. that's the that's this, this, I guess, speculation. But it's been actually talked about way a bit. Like um, it would have it would have made more sense if, like, he tried to do the flip and then, like, the magma behind him, like, exploded and it hit him midair so it wasn't necessarily obi-wan that got him but like just his hubris and his unawareness of the actual force around him maybe i don't know that's how i would have done it well i mean i I, the only thing i do know is that george lucas always intended the battle to be in a volcano of some kind yeah so (laughs) like it would make sense like if if uh anakin had so much force power going on he had so much he was pushing out that Mm -hmm. that energy would be like doing stuff around him like he like an uncontrolled force you know like when people are starting to float rocks that like yeah aren't necessarily what they're paying it would have been cool if it was like that just with like magma or something and it was his own hubris that did it not obi-wan because i kind of don't like the fact that obi-wan just leaves him there just like Fuck you, Anakin. <laughs> because that's basically what he does. He's like, I. he leaves him alive. He literally still alive. He's like, deuces. All right, Obi-Wan. You're like, Jesus Christ. If he's your brother, kill him or something. Do anything to help think, him out. But I think no. at that point, I think at that point, Obi Wan was just convinced that he was gone. Like that wasn't it wasn't it wasn't Anakin anymore. <laughs> I mean, maybe sure, but we know that's not true. Yeah. As yeah. the viewer, as the viewer, like looking at it, like I mean, you can you can equate Obi Wan to being like Captain America, like you know, his, you know, he's he's uh, he's he's a good guy. He's a good guy, you know, and that's not what good guys do. <laughs> but but the thing is, is like he's thinking, yeah, this is this is true. That was a bad analogy. actually. Yeah, that's, that's a horrible Cap- one. Captain, Captain America, America would have got him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very true. <laughs> I don't know why I first thought Captain America. <laughs> it's like out of all the heroes in Marvel, Tony Stark. Yeah, he would leave him for dead. 100 percent. Hulk, Thor, 100%. <laughs> Captain America, <Nope>. no. 
probably not him. <laughs> nope. This is true. This is true. Bad. That was bad. That was horrible. I apologize to anybody who listened to this. It's awful. I can't even speak tonight. This is terrible. I think I'm just so excited. Tenth episode. It is tenth episode. And we still got more Star Wars. We do. We do. What um, happens after Revenge of the Sith? What's canonically the first thing is um, solo? solo? Yeah, solo. It's alright. It's not as bad as people say. No, no. No, that was my thing. I don't think it was it was nearly as bad as people were making it out to be. I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool to like actually visualize the meeting of Chewbacca and Han. I thought they did yeah. that. I thought they did that really well. They did, in um, my opinion, and too. And they actually it's cool because in the aftermath books they like re-explore that planet because like where he freed uh, Chewbacca from, like there is now like a whole Wookiee slave camp that's oh. in, in that place now. Yeah, okay. and and Chewbacca goes back to liberate all of the people. So speaking of liberate and solo, that robot that's like I started a robot revolution. <laughs> that is like the it is so fun. That entire scene is just a fun little scene where you're just like, yo, this robot's going ham. <laughs> no wonder they have like uh, those little chips they put on robots. Yep. I would too. <laughs> they're crazy. Yep. Yep. Oh, so yeah. So so it was fun and um. <laughs> There's the big reveal at the end with the Darth Maul, the Maul, and like what he's doing. He's, yeah, he's all evil. For Black Sun. And um, the dude who uh, gets with the tiger stripes, he's actually appears in one of the conference calls in Clone Wars. Um, so that's a cool little touch yep. that they did. And yep. like overall, it's just like. Besides the main actor just kind of being one note, it's fun. Yeah. Like, the giant alien maw thing, that's just, you have giant god beasts out in space just doing whatever, <laughs> I guess. And, like, how the Millennium Falcon, like, why it looks the way it does, because, like, they escape the pods. Like, it's fun movie. It's fun. You learn where... He gets like the cool spin your gun trick and like all this other stuff. And it definitely feels like there probably should have been another movie after this in this like weird time zone time period. And they they might have been setting up for another one. They just didn't expect this movie because like, yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. Solo did so bad that Disney was like, oh, we're just done with these Star Wars story movies. Even so. though it was like the second one. Yeah. Like, I think they they were planning to do a lot more of them. Last Jedi destroyed everything. Destroyed the empire that Disney built. It didn't. <laughs> but basically, also, there's a thing... Solo has the dice thing, and this is where the dice thing sh comes from in later movies. And honestly, that's stupid. I don't like the dice thing. Yeah. Because you give it to this person who has it for three years, and she's an awful human being. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's Besides that, it's a fun movie. But yeah. That's really all well, I have to say. People watch. It, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't horrible. Like I said, there were... There were there were parts of it that I appreciated, especially like getting to meet Chewbacca for the first time and and 
Lando. I do, I do like that it actually finally introduced in the movies the concept of the Imperial Navy. Like, oh, there's like, one part <laughs> I wanted to mention about this. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the movie when they're at the airport, mm-hmm. right? Solo Han looks at like an advertisement. And in the advertisement, you hear the Imperial March, but it's like beep, 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 boop, beep, boop, beep. Yeah. So like that made me think like does that do they just have it on like speaker on ships and stuff just constantly going off? It's their anthem, dude. That's why it's called the Imperial Box. I know it is, but like we know it as viewers. Like it's just weird that it showed up like in canon, like in universe. Just like it makes it seem like every time Darth came on on bridge, they were like, "Play the theme, play it." <laughs> He loves coming in with an entrance. Do 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 do. Like, what are the stormtroopers gonna march to? It's just—it's a funny thing because it's like kind of meta, like wall-breaking thing. Yeah, that makes you go like, "All right, that's weird," because that means it happens in the world. It's weird but fun. Yeah. I like I like things like that. Yeah. I like little just no, like I have no like I don't under, I don't understand why Solo got so much hate. I wasn't expecting it to be a groundbreaking movie. I think that it just it it provided enough fill mm-hmm. to you know one give more backstory to characters that we already love. You know, it didn't it didn't ruin the characters. It didn't no. ruin it didn't no, ruin not Han Solo as a character. It didn't ruin Chewbacca as a character. It adds to the character yeah. because you know yeah. there's more stuff out there yep. related to the characters. But I don't think as far as like major events that impact the Star Wars universe, like nothing. 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 Not and, a, and I and I think how he did the Kessler run. And that's Kessel. Kessel run. Twelve parsecs. Twelve parsecs, that's right. Instead of twenty, <laughs> he saved eight parsecs. What do you know? <laughs> that's that's really it the, you're right it doesn't it doesn't really add anything to the universe no but no but but it gives it gives the some of the characters a bit more depth um so but i mean that that's it like you know it's a decent movie give it a watch if you haven't seen it um but uh rogue one i believe is next on the timeline right isn't rebels no, maybe. I, I think technically yeah. it technically is. Technically, Rebels is, yes. Like yes. the first two seasons are. Yes. So, Rebels, to me, I at first, like you, the first season, you know, it's kind of. Uh, it's rough. It, yeah. The, the thing with it, too, is like, this is a common problem throughout all of Rebels, but. Every episode starts with like a lot of action going on and then it ends, but the ending doesn't set up or connect properly to the start of the next episode. It's always like, here's a big action stuff going on. Here's some slow, you know, character development stuff. And then there's a big action thing that doesn't really connect to the next part. It kind of does, but we're not going to be in the same place or time. So it doesn't, because that's how time works. And like, for me personally, I wasn't expecting that because I just came off of Clone Wars when I, I basically watched it. So every episode in Clone Wars, it starts with announcer like, this is what's going on in the universe. Yeah. These are what these characters are doing. You don't really get that 
And I feel like starting your show off with a big action thing isn't the right step, really, because like I didn't know any of the characters. So well, it's I like, think I think for that is like they early on set up like who the team is, the, the main characters of it and like what their purpose is in the universe and what they do. So I think what they were doing is for every single episode is just like you're just supposed to like know that like yeah. hey they're on another one of their crazy adventures trying to do something to help the rebellion and um and that like there's just this this other story that's kind of developing in the background mm. um but at first i like i i wasn't a big fan i wasn't a big fan because i'm like all right like how how the hell are you going to sell me on the fact that like okay there were other jedi that were yeah, around that's that, like that part, that part bothered me. But as you got deeper into the series, and they actually explained who Kanan was yeah, as a person, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they talk about Ezra and his parents, and just like, like a whole, like there's a whole bunch of stuff that actually makes the characters make sense. And that's where I really started to appreciate the series a lot more. And then they started doing things, or like, oh, this, this is setting up for like stuff that we're seeing in the the modern trilogy which i know they mm-hmm. purposely did because it's being released around the same time as mm-hmm. as the modern trilogy but you know at first when they brought ahsoka back i'm like all right is this just is this just like fans no i don't think it was ahsoka no it was they brought in they brought um uh darth vader, darth vader. they brought vader in and then and, Maul, and like, they brought shortly yeah, after <clears throat> there were a couple things where i'm like all right is this just like fan service but they they just they perfectly connected it to clone wars and they brought closure to certain characters they had rex in there i mean rex is rex is a pivotal character in the in the series like he's awesome like he uh, well actually it's not even just rex it's rex and some of his team yeah wolf and i forget the third guy's name um they're all old looking one's crazy yes (laughs) it's funny (laughs) Way older than you think they would be, too. I don't know how time works in Star Wars. I don't know how far apart anything is. Well, no. The, the, it just the, felt like Rex was way older than he should Because they, they rapidly age. I didn't know that. Well, dude, how do you think that they went from like being kids to being All right. Adults? That's so. true, because that's what Boba Fett is. They're yeah. like, don't do this to Boba. Let him age up normal. Yes. That makes sense. All right, yeah. Yes. Now it makes more sense. Yep. Yeah, so they they rapidly age, but um, no, just like everything they did in Clone Wars, like not even not even just like bringing closure to certain things, like you know, with Maul being back, like okay, mm-hmm. I, I loved when they brought Maul in and they started making him like such a huge character in Rebels, where he's trying to like bring Ezra over and use mm-hmm. Ezra and stuff. Like I thought that that whole part was fucking awesome. Oh, where, season two is so good in comparison to season one. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, um, I I mean I like how they 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 faced off Ahsoka and Anakin, and it was basically yeah. like when she ch- chopped his friggin' face, and part of the Vader mask fell off, and she just saw the yellow eyes underneath. Like, like it was her realizing in that instant that like oh, like, oh here, he's this, like <laughs> this actually brings up a point yeah. that I wanted to make. It's weird that Vader constantly refers to himself in the third person. Because it, like, you understand as the viewer, and I'm sure, like, characters that actually know him understand what he's saying when he's like, Anakin Skywalker is dead. 
Yeah. But for people who don't know who Vader is, it's just like he's talking about himself, but really it makes it seem like he's like a separate person. I don't know. It's just it's a weird thing to do because there's other parts where Vader does refer to himself as like being Anakin, but, you know, just being like, I'm beyond who I was. It's just, it's like a two, two separate ways of dealing with it, but they're doing it both kind of thing. Well, I mean, like one thing that they, you know, evade to in Rebels and in some of the books and everything that I've been, especially the books where it's um, uh, the Thrawn series right now, because like Vader is in a lot of it because you know, Thrawn and Vader, they team up while he's Anakin and then they team up again while he's Vader. And they dive a lot into like Vader's personality and how, he, I mean, it's essentially he had like Vader is a completely separate personality from Anakin in a sense. Like there is, there is a very small level of connection between the two people and he basically is allowing the Vader side to do its best to wipe out the Anakin side. So him, and they say this in the books, is that the more that Vader continues to say out loud and tell people that Anakin is dead, it convinces him in his own mind that Anakin is truly dead. I mean, I get it. So, like, I I like that they really continue to build on that in, in Rebels, and especially with, you know, the relationship with Ahsoka, but like that was another heartbreaking part. Like when they had that fight, and you know she finally starts to realize, like, oh, like you know, Anakin is truly dead. Like there's just this Vader dude who's who's left. Like you know, it it, it was heartbreaking because you watch so much of Clone Wars, you know their relationship, and then mm-hmm. there's the whole thing where it's like, okay, well, like well, she was one who believed that, like, okay, he you know he can't be evil and. She's one of the few people in Clone Wars that could actually understand his disenfranchisedness to the yep. Order, too, because they betrayed her, too. Like, if anything, she's the closest to Anakin in a lot of regards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, no, like, for me, it was just, like, I, I love Rebels just, one, because of the Thrawn tie- tie-ins. Like, I love I... Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, I didn't like Thrawn. The, no, here's the thing. Rebels doesn't, like, you need to actually, and I know you probably will never have time to, but if you have a chance to, like, do the, the audiobooks, like, you will get to learn a lot about Thrawn and how pivotal he is to the uh, to the Star Wars franchise, especially going forward here. Um, he's, I can tell you, he, it definitely does. Like, yeah, he's smart, and he does outsmart people in Rebels. Like, it's very rare for anything to have a smart bad guy actually outsmart the heroes. It's always like the heroes are technically smarter mm-hmm. most times than not. It just like the menacingness doesn't really come through. He's just like this guy who's blue, but he's really smart and he'll he'll get you. The thing is, he's not he's not supposed to be menacing. And that's the problem with what rebels did with like the show is like, yes, he does look like that. And his voice is like that, but he's supposed to be more just soft spoken. Okay. And yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't come off. that. No, way. he's not. And it constantly sounds like he's like sneering at people. No, no. Listen, like you have to listen to some of the audiobooks and like this one guy who does his voice, like, and like he hits it perfectly. Timothy Zahn, who actually created um, Thrawn as a character, 
was like this this mark johnson i think is the guy who reads the audiobooks is like no like this dude like this is the voice like this is perfect and the actor that they got for rebels tries to emulate it but that's the problem is him trying to emulate it it makes it sound mm. like he's coming off more sinister his his tone is very he's very relaxed throughout the entire series like even even when they're going into like major battles and stuff like that he's he's very very calm very centered in every single conversation but the the books like just talk like go from like him basically from his native planet which they are actually the planet that he's from oh god i forgot the name of the planet i know his full name and i don't know if they ever say it in rebels is mithron nirundo i'm pretty sure they don't yeah i was gonna say so um his planet was actually in the outskirts and they were basically one of the planets that was like during the um during the prequel saga were being forced to like okay you know either join the separatists or Mm. you know become slaves of the republic and they kind of remained neutral but eventually the uh the empire started kind of making their way in to Mm -hmm. uh to the planet there and like i said i like read the books if you have a chance or just listen to the audio books because they're they're really good the the entire thrawn trilogy is is awesome well i could tell you what happens to them is pretty cool giant mind flares i i'm pretty sure those are mind flares Mm -hmm. because they're referenced in other stuff yep and i'm like i don't i don't recall them being called anything but yeah giant giant space squids (laughs) come out and like overtake some (laughs) ships and it's crazy, and you're just like, all right. <laughs> like, uh, Ezra is just, Urza. Ezra. Ezra. Ezra's mm-hmm. just like, I like Ezra's development, too, towards the yes. end. Because, like, at first, I, I don't like him. Like, no. he's one of the reasons I don't like season one at all. Um, it's very hard. For me, I would have been more invested if there was just one character that was there throughout that I was familiar with instead of being all new characters. Mm-hmm. They're fine in their own regard, but it's the other characters that you do know that for me makes the show better. I yep. Darth, Ahsoka, Maul, um, and stuff. But like the whole time thing and like the father, son, daughter thing that happens again in the stuff and like, how he's out there and it basically sets up like post original trilogy stuff mm-hmm. like that. They will continue on yep. or show up in other places and like time travel and all this other stuff like rebels is fine. Yeah. But- and that's, that's the thing we're and we supposedly we're going to be getting a follow up to rebels somehow with, you know, cause the, the, the series ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, uh, and there's like mad Mandalore stuff. Mandalorian mm-hmm. stuff is yes. there's so much more of it too. Yep. Like, I would say there's, like, two whole seasons in Clone Wars and one whole season in Rebels that is just about this. Yep. You see other things, like Leia's in it. Yep. Um, For, like, an episode. Lando, but like, Lando Calrissian's in it for a couple yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, like, there's, like, stuff in there. There's the holocron that is important. The mm-hmm. holocron also shows up in Clone Wars. It's in Fallen Order. Also... This is something we didn't talk about. The plan of the emperor to like kidnap force babies. Uh huh. What happens to that plan? 
Like, what was the point of that plan? I don't think I ever figured that out. So that's where the aftermath books come into play. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> no wonder I don't know. But yes. you know, yes, that's that's that is where the the aftermath books gonna come into play. But that like that plot lines connected through everything too, and it's just mm-hmm. you know, it's it rebels adds some cool stuff in my opinion. But I look forward to like the continuation. Like Ahsoka showing up at the end, which would be like, I don't know, five years later. I don't know how long the original trilogy takes. I assume five years. Well, I mean, we're going to next see Ahsoka in The Mandalorian Season 2. Well, yeah, yeah, then even so, still. Well, I know because the last episode is post-original the la- the war. Last, the last episode, yes. The last episode... Well, not the whole episode. It's like, like the ending, like yeah, the, the end wrap of, up. The, end, of the, it. the wrap up of it, yes, takes place after Return of the Jedi. So, all of all of Rebels takes place um, a couple slightly years before, slightly before A New Hope, and then the very very end, like last ten minutes of uh, of Rebels the season, takes place after Return of the Jedi, and um, um. No, they, uh, you know, because they, they, they recap and talk about like, oh, what happened? Like, oh, we defeated the Empire and blew up the Death Star. So it's like we know Ahsoka lived and yeah. is still alive. She got out of the time world. Yeah. So we know that she lived and is still alive after the events of, of Return of the Jedi. She's hot now. <laughs> Damn it. I could say um, that because she's probably like 30 at some point. Well, so now it's like, okay, we, you know, what happened to her? Because, you know, we don't, we don't see her showing up in the modern trilogy. No. Which she figures she would. And so like now, okay, she's going to be in the Mandalorian, um, which I think is cool, but it's like, does this mean they're going to kill her in the Mandalorian? (laughs) I I definitely (laughs) want to get into that, but there's one more movie we need to talk about before the original set. Rogue. One. It's all right. It's all right. I like Solo more, though. I'm just going to say that it's it's fine. Rogue One is okay. I liked I liked Rogue One a lot. And I guess, again, this feeds into my whole Empire Strikes Back mentality. The it's yes, everybody dies at the end. They at that right. They do. (laughs) So some of them die very violently. uh, If you haven't seen Rogue One, you know, it's everybody dies that's literally the one thing i knew about the movie before i even saw it that everyone died but i do like that they gave a storyline to like okay like how did the death star actually come to be Um, how why did it have this one giant flaw in it i think is the most important part yep and i also like how they actually dove into how the alliance got the plans initially Mm where a new hope just starts out and it's like they got him you know like like they say in the crawl like okay like you know the rebel alliance has scored their first victory and stolen the plans for the death star but you know like i'm like okay how so it's like you know i i think it's cool that they dedicated a movie just to that and didn't force it to be like an episode it was like okay you know, it, it works better not an episode. Exactly, exactly. Which is why you know, like I, I don't level it against the main episodes. I think that as a movie, it served its purpose for the storyline. Um, 
I don't think that there was a lot of camping. It was it was a very dark movie. There wasn't aside from that. What's that? There's, that there's a robot that constantly talks about killing himself. <laughs> I love that droid. Oh, he's great. He's like the best part of the movie, in my opinion. He's a badass, but that dude does not want to live. Um, but no, uh, Rogue One. Like you know, it's it, there was a lot in it that I really enjoyed. I liked. I liked how it also started to like. Okay, you're like yes, there are the Jedi and the Sith who use the force and they know mm-hmm. the force and they study the force. But There's I like none of that. I like how it aside from Vader just murking people in the I last mean, that's Vader. Of the movie. That's, that's the end. But no, what I what I like is that it established, you know, the force is actually in a sense kind of a religion. Yeah. And that, you know, you didn't have to necessarily be force sensitive to believe in its abilities and the power that it did have in the universe and i'm like that's actually really cool that we've got people who believe in in what the force is Mm. and even though they are not force sensitive because you know like average joe in the original star wars trilogy would be like oh you're like I can't make that float, so who the fuck am I? <laughs> like, yeah. you know? Well, it's like after a certain point in the timeline too, it becomes like myth and legend. Yeah, like even the idea of Jedi just here just dies out in like twenty years. Like that's in people's <laughs> lifetimes, and they're like, ah, Jedi. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, crazy. Yeah, but I guess, like, when your society and your culture is like spanning multiple planets, I mean, yeah, like, I, <laughs> I think a lot of things go out of style pretty fast. It's just like, <laughs> eh, you know, toasters. What was that? Crazy, crazy. Did you know, son? <laughs> they used to fight with laser swords. How long ago, Granddad? 15 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. That's just a myth. Like, yeah, it's, that's just, it's crazy concepts. Like, just, it's just one of those things in, like, the Star Wars universe where you're just like, it's it's fine. Just don't think just, about exactly, it. Exactly. Just don't. Just, 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 it's weird. It. The movies are too close together <laughs> for it to make sense, but just don't think about it. Yep. Just don't. Um, but, but no, I, uh, I, I liked, I liked Rogue One. I liked how it aided also in, you know, the actual like building of the rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like th- that was, that was, that's where the idea of hope comes from. Yep. Like, yep. uh, rebellions yep. are built on hope. Yep. Um, but no, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to take away from Rogue One that made it a good movie. I think that some people were, you know, we're at first expecting there to be some more, you know, Jedi related stuff and more. It doesn't all of, have to be Jedi. No, no, exactly. Exactly. And I think, well, I think that Rogue One as a movie, because Rogue One actually came out before Solo did, that Rogue One, um, you know, made it that a Star Wars movie could be enjoyable without yes. having like the whole Jedi lore being shoved down your throat in the entire movie. And it was, it was the first movie to set and be set in the universe that was like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, first no. anything. Yeah. Like legit. I mean, it's a good part of it. I liked, um, so there's a character in it saw who is also a, 
he has like a key part in like season three, season four for a f- couple episodes. Um, he's also in Fallen Order, mm-hmm. so there's that too, and it's like, I mean, that's cool. I like knowing where he's from, what his character's all about, yeah. because that guy goes crazy. Yeah, he shows. Like, up, he shows. He shows up in Rebels too. He does show up in Rebels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. It was just like it's cool seeing what movie and property he was actually from because that is actually the last time I saw him in terms of like my viewingness is mm-hmm. like I encountered him in Fallen Order and then I saw him in Clone Wars and then uh, saw him in Rebels and then he I see where where he actually is from and Forrest Whitaker is Forrest Whitaker. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's all you can really say about the man. Yep. Um, um, so. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it with Rogue One. Like, yeah, there's not much like, to say. No, there's a fault. There's a reason why there's a fault, and then there's characters you think are really cool, like that blind dude who was Ip Man. Yes, and um, his like heavy machine, like heavy machine gun dude friend, <laughs> who is just like this big Samoan dude, just like yeah, I've cut him down. <laughs> I got I got a rocket launcher on my back. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's real subtle and it's cool. It's not in your face about anything. Yep. You know yep. what is in your face? The original Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna group it all as being one thing. That's fine. Because That's fine. everyone knows Star Wars. Yeah, and we already talked earlier about quite a bit of the yeah. first two movies so and we talked about our hate for evil your hate for ewoks ewoks are stupid <laughs> i hate them they're so stupid it would have made sense if it was like i don't know water world and like being like the empire they didn't have water equipment and stuff i don't know it's better than like a atst being crushed by two logs because that happens Hey, pop quiz for you. Yo. What does ATST stand for? I imagine it's like attack stand. <laughs> attack stand. <laughs> AT TAC. Uh, it's, alt- it's all terrain standard transport. Oh. That doesn't sound like it should be that. And ADATs, which are the, which are the, the big, the big yeah, four yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. those are all terrain armored transports. Okay. There's also ATPTs. What's that? <laughs> uh, are those uh, like the little six-legged ones? No, they are. They're still two-legged ones, but they're the, the 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 body that you sit in is actually like kind of long. They kind of look like the things from the Terminator, or not from Terminator, from RoboCop. Oh, it's, I got you. Okay, um, those are ATPTs, and I believe those are all-terrain, either personal or private transport. So we're nerds. Nerds. <laughs> well, yeah. Basic. Hey, hero's journey. Obi-Wan turns into a ghost. He's the only Jedi at that point in history to just literally turn into a ghost. But ghosts. Mm-hmm. And oh. oh, going 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 back, okay? This is this is something that we didn't talk about at all. It's something that I was like really appreciated we're since we were talking about like at adats and and uh mm-hmm. and stuff in an episode of rebels they they talked about and they actually were developing the b-wing fighter 
And when they started doing that and they like started making it, like I'm like, oh shit, I know what a B-Wing is. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why, just when we were talking about the, the AT-ATS, it made me, uh, made me think about that. Mm. Um, but the, uh, the B-Wing shows up in Return of the Jedi, I believe, for the first time. And I don't know if you know what the B-Wing is, but the B-Wing... I know what X-Wings, Y-Wings, and A-Wings are. The B-Wing was a bomber, okay? So it would... It laid flat when it was flying, right? And then mm-hmm. when it went into its bombing mode, it would turn sideways and wings would pop out, making it look like a giant cross that was flying like straight yeah, yeah. ahead. So, which is funny because um, I think it was in The Last Jedi there when they had the, the bombing scene. They had very similar similar ships to it but i don't know why i just freaked out about that the like this like i i love the b-wing because when i was playing like you know x-wing versus tie fighter and stuff like the b-wing is one of the ships you could use it was like my favorite one because it had super fast blasters and it would drop bombs at the same time i mean that is cool (laughs) yeah you're not wrong (laughs) but um but yeah no a new hope a new hope yeah basic hero story yeah man meets him you meet Han Solo. Oh, speaking of that scene and where Han shoots first, those two dudes that bump into Luke also bump into the main character of Rogue One. Yes. And I loved that. Yes. I was like, yo, that's funny. This dude's always looking to get shot in the face, constantly bumping into people, starting trouble. He doesn't like, like you. I don't like I don't you like either. either. Yeah. It's like that dude. Just like the oh. that they threw him in. Yeah, and this is Hilarious. this is this is where Star Wars messed up, man. When Obi Wan cuts that dude's arm off in in the Mos Eisley Cantina, it's yeah. laying on the ground bloody. Yeah, which would it's, not happen because the lightsaber is lightsaber. To car- I mean, this was the time means. where it was like where they weren't worried about kids and blood. I'm just it's, saying it's I'm unique. Just, I'm just saying there shouldn't have been any blood. None yeah, cauterization. There shouldn't have been no blood. No blood at um, all. It's my, my pet peeve. And like the the Vader and the Luke and the yeah, family. Yeah, like, we, uh, we, uh, like I said, we yeah. talked we talked about the original trilogy early on. It's what Star I, Wars. What I what I what I will talk about. And this is something funny that uh, that I was talking about with my girlfriend earlier was um, the bloopers in uh, in the original Star Wars movie. Um, Are you talking about where that guy hits his head? And now there's a sound effect (laughs) in the movie for it. Yes. George Lucas purposely adds a sound effect. So there's a scene in Star Wars A New Hope where it's it's an iconic scene where they're stuck in the trash compactor and the walls are closing around them. They're trying to brace up. And at the same time, C-3PO and R2-D2 are in like a control room upstairs in the Death Star. And they're trying to communicate with R2 to get him to shut off the, the walls from crushing them. And... Meanwhile, you know, stormtroopers are surrounding them everywhere and they start to enter the room where C-3PO and R2-D2 are. And one of the stormtroopers, I believe he's the third one back in the row, just cracks his head on the doorframe walking into the uh, into, into the room. And in the original cut of the movie, you didn't really hear much of anything. But in people, the special edition but, now. But people caught on to that blooper. And instead of George Lucas removing it from the movie, he added a sound effect. So, yeah. so when you go back and you watch Star Wars New Hope, if you don't already know about this blooper, because it's still 
it is probably the most famous blooper in the entire Star Wars saga. Um, go back and watch it, and you'll see a stormtrooper crack his head, and a really ridiculous sound effect that was added when uh, when he does so. Um, one of the other like kind of gaffes slash bloopers was after they blow up the Death Star and the X-Wings are landing back on Yavin 4 and they're getting ready to, to celebrate. Luke gets out of his X-Wing and he's greeted by Princess Leia, right? Leia comes running to running to the X-Wing to go have a big hug. And as Luke is getting out of his X-Wing, he yells, Carrie. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep he yells and they don't cut it out it's still there maybe go back and you watch it again as soon as she, she comes right she goes, look he gets his carrie carrie <laughs> it's you you're my twin sister <laughs> carrie they kiss they're twins yeah yeah it's weird yeah yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot of weird stuff that that happens like you know slicing open a tauntaun and sleeping in it for warmth. <laughs> the the weirdest part. All right, here's the thing that most people don't know. When I was younger, I didn't realize that the second Death Star was a separate bigger Death Star. I thought they just didn't actually blow it up, mm-hmm. and that was like the remains. It took me a while to realize that it was a new project. Mm-hmm. And just like that was a little little trivia about me yep. and Star Wars and cohesion yep. continuity. I don't understand it. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, we we talked about the the trilogy but, earlier. But oh, what yeah. happens after the original trilogy of Star Wars? What happens directly after? No, I mean like timeline. I was just, this is Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's yeah. I mean if, if we're talking movies and TV, yeah, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, it good show. Did you know that good show? Uh, yeah, dude. I, Did I, you know? I've, I've known it's a good show since it launched. Everybody's known it was a good show. I didn't watch it till t- today. Literally, I finished it today. Bill, Ano-ano- Bill, another Bill hurt. Another Arch. another Dave Filoni project. <laughs> yeah, he directed the first episode, and there's like um, the guy who did Thor Ragnarok, Tikiki, the last Taika Waititi. Yeah, he did the last episode, and I'm excited and for more of that show because that is a space western that has no force in it for the most part, and it is good. Um, are you were you familiar with IG88, the bounty hunter? No. Okay. I assume I assume you're talking about the robot. Yes. Yeah. So like IG88 was actually in Shadows of the Empire even even in the game. He was one of the one of the bosses that you would fight against everything. Oh. He was actually him and him and Boba Fett would, you know, go back and forth on their bounties and stuff. So the robot that's in um uh Mandalorian is, you know, he is a IG model. And when they first showed the trailer for him, I'm like, oh, shit, it's IG-88. He's back. I'm like, but I thought Boba Fett blew him up. Because Boba Fett does blow, blow up IG-88. So, but I thought it was kind of cool that they brought back another IG robot. That robot is voiced by Taika Waititi. I didn't know that. Yes. That's cool. I yep. like that character. Yep. <laughs> when that character, like, 
quote unquote died. I was like, this is so sad. <laughs> it is sad because you're like, you're a nurse droid now. You're a nurse. You're for nursing. No. Yep. Also, I knew it was the guy from Game of Thrones, the prince of yeah. whatever. He he looks different than I remember. I'll tell you that much. When he actually has that time with the bonding moment with the droid mm-hmm. taking off the, the helmet, I was yep. like, yo, this dude's fucked up and he has a weird mustache. Yep. Is that what you look like under there? Oh, and the fact that he's not, he is a Mandalorian, but Mandalorians is more of like a sect or a religion yes, instead not, of a not, race. Not a race, yes. Even though there's a planet called Mandalore, and if you're from that planet, you're Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just pointing <laughs> pointing that out. That's that's how that would work because that's your species. You're like we're Earthlings if we ever go somewhere. Isn't there like but, a planet in the Marvel universe that's like that? What? That's like Where? oh, it doesn't matter like what your actual species is, but if you're from this planet, you are like. I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, I thought there was something. It's either Marvel or DC, but it doesn't matter. Um no mando is awesome like you said like space western freaking awesome dives even more into and it's fun it's fun and funny mm-hmm. too like it's not like in your face here's humor no it's like small little cuts or looks from the characters where you're just like oh that's like where mando's like here young baby yoda you're not he's not baby yoda but that's no. what i'm gonna call him Please. stay here don't move it's the child and then he goes to open the gate and then it pans down and opens and you see him just standing there and he's just like, oh, God, fine. <laughs> just just come along. And you're just like, yep. this is fun. Also, that little baby choked somebody. Yep. Spoilers. Yep. For a show you didn't see it. In case you didn't see it, you should have already seen it. I should have been the last person on the planet to see it. He forced <laughs> choked someone. Yep. And little, it's little baby, cool. Little baby Yoda. Little baby Yoda takes out a lot of shit. Yeah, no, I know. He to, helps with the horn, which is also like mm-hmm. the clan of the. I forget what they say his name at the end. Yeah, like something Don Dan, something like oh, that. His, oh, his actual name? Is... Not his birth name, but oh, his okay. like his Mandalorian name. Jin. 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 Yes. Jin Jarin. Um, such a. Either way, it's weird, but like he like force stops some fire, blows up a dude because of it, and you're just chokes a bitch. I love that lady. She's hot, and I would marry her. The rebellion shock trooper, which I didn't yes. realize the rebel when they were calling her a shock trooper. No, I she was, was like she was a former imperial shock trooper. No, she was a rebel. Rebel. I mean, maybe no. no she was. Was it imp- both? She was an imperial shock trooper. The shock troopers were imperials. I know, but that's what they keep saying. But she worked for the rebellion. Yes. She never worked for the Empire. She was like a rebellion shock trooper. That's what they kept calling her. That's why I was confused. Because she has an argument with um, Quill, the little little dude. Yeah. He was like, yeah, well, I worked for the Imperials. And she's like, I never would do that. And, like, you're just a scum for serving them. 
So hmm. I don't, I don't I have know. to rewatch Mando because I could have sworn that she was the former Imperial shock trooper. I thought that's that's what she was. And that that now she was just a um... well, no, she had like tattoos, and they have her cover them up because they're like those tattoos will get you shot. Yeah, because you're, those are rebel tattoos. She even has the little rebel tattoo under her eye. You well, know, like I have, the... I have to rewatch it again. I'll have to rewatch it again because. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not doubting you just watched it. It's been almost a year yeah, yeah, yeah. since I've seen it now. So. No, I get it. But she's super hot and I love her and female empowerment. I love her. We're going to get married one day. Just <laughs> um, but no, it's a really good show. And yeah. I look forward to season two, especially if uh, like that dude, Moth, Moth has Gideon. the... F- Moff Gideon has the black saber yeah, the, of Mandalore. The dark saber, yep. You're like, how the fuck he do that? How'd he get it? Fucking Gus Spring, Mr. Edgar El Presidente. Like, oh my God. I I can't wait for season two. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm exci- it's supposed to be soon. It's supposed well, to be so- I heard October is when it's supposed to be, I'm, but, but who knows? But you know what happens after that? That's sad and awful. Everything in the modern trilogy, and that's it for tonight. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Force Awakens. Yay. Yay. It's Star Wars. There's but a whole for the book new generation. Trilogy. There's a whole book trilogy that takes place before that, but we're not going to dive into that right now. Well, I didn't read it. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you do, like, before we drive, dive into Force Awakens stuff here, if you have a chance to check out the Star Wars Aftermath trilogy, I highly recommend it. It will make you appreciate the modern trilogy a little bit more and at least make things make a little bit more sense. And huh. I like that the Aftermath trilogy, that the main characters of the Skywalker saga are actually background characters in these books. Yeah, Star Wars shouldn't be about one lineage. Um the best parts of Star Wars has nothing to do with Skywalkers. So, in the modern trilogy, uh, which are we just going to be talking about the modern trilogy as a whole, like we did? The- oh no, I'm going to break down everything I uh, hate about Last Jedi. Uh, okay, okay. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say some parts so, like this doesn't work for me, but besides. So, that. in each one of the movies, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and um, uh. Rise of Skywalker. See, I didn't like the movie so much I forgot the title. <laughs> um, there is a character who shows up for maybe 10 minutes tops in each movie. And he... Like, do you remember, you remember the show Heroes? Yeah. You remember, you remember Matt Parkman? Yeah, he's one of the fighter yes. modern dudes. He so gets- his name in the modern trilogy is Snap Wexley. That's his name. Snap okay. Wexley. Okay. Snap Wexley. He is one of the him and his mother are two of the main characters in the aftermath books. Huh. He actually grew up hating the rebellion. And like the books center around him when he was a kid growing up. Well, kind of like a, a young teenager, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. But his father was actually a rebel spy. And it his mother and him never knew that he was. And just like in Rogue One there, where you see like the, you know, the Empire just kind of showing up to people's houses. Yep. They showed up to his house and they 
arrested him and you know basically he was being hauled away and snap's mother decided well i'm gonna get my husband back so she joined the alliance and trained to become a fighter pilot okay and she actually was involved in like the battle of yavin the first time taking down the death star everything like that like she was involved in all of those battles even like the one in return of the jedi and stuff which you know it's kind of cool like just there's this other background character that you never knew about like it's obviously like there's hundreds of thousands of people that are involved in every single one of these battles that takes place in star wars so it's kind of cool to get the perspective of just kind of a rando and like what mm-hmm. happens to them so normal civilization yeah normal citizens so what was cool about about snap and his character is he was kind of like anakin and he was really good at like you know making stuff and building things Mm -hmm. and fixing stuff and in the book he actually repurposes one of those um uh He he repurposes one of the the B one battle droids from the prequel trilogy the the, hey. the the Roger Roger droids and makes it into like a friend of his but like when he modifies it well like it has like friggin' spikes on its arms and and just all like all different crazy stuff he paints it red and black to give it this weird camo effect and he calls it Mister Bones. And okay. and Mr. Bones becomes like his best. I'll have to send you a picture of Mr. Bones at some point. But Mr. Bones becomes like you know his best friend, and you fall in love with this freaking droid in the book. And there's multiple times that he gets blown up, and Snap. Well, I, it's fun. It's weird for me to call him Snap now because he's referred to as Snap in the prequel trilogy, but his real name is Temin. And they call him Temin throughout all the books until he eventually meets Wedge Antilles. And Wedge is actually the one who ends up like taking him in and training him. And there's this weird little love interest between Wedge Antilles and his mother. And it's it, like I said, there's a lot that happens in these books. And um, when, uh, with, with Temin there and Mr. Bones is that there's multiple instances where Mr. Bones tries to protect Temin and he gets blown up. And Temin is able to fix him every time because his basically his CPU doesn't get destroyed in the battle. It's like everything mm. else gets like blown up, but as long as that as long as that memory core is still intact, mm-hmm. he can still rebuild Mr. Bones. And he does. He rebuilds Mr. Bones multiple times, comes back and you know, he's just the same lovable droid that you get throughout the series. Well, at the end of the book, in the, in the third book there, it's during the Battle of Jakku. The Battle of Jakku takes place in the third book. And Temin is on Jakku, and Mr. Bones is there trying to protect him. And Mr. Bones ends up taking one of the ATSTs. He steals one from uh, from the Empire there, what's left of the Empire, because the, the Empire is like basically... it's It's the Empire's last-ditch effort in the books to kind of still be the Empire, because mm-hmm. the the emperor is dead, and now it's all the moths who are trying to like do whatever they can to keep the empire together. But they also have a power struggle amongst themselves, and that's where like there's this there's this other hidden foe in the uh, in the background. His name is Gallius Rax, and they talk about him in Battlefront actually, and it's him who continues rounding up the children that mm-hmm. you know the emperor was planning to do. And that's where, like, the idea was for, like, okay, got, like, characters like Finn and stuff, where they came from, was this dude, Gallius Rax, kind of continuing the Emperor's con- 
you know, conquest, I guess you could say, but just living out, living out the emperor's plans, just still, still doing stuff for him because this Gallius Rax person was somebody that the emperor actually had a relationship with, but it wasn't close. He would visit Gallius like once every few years. And it was kind of like, you know, I guess he had Vader for his purposes of kind of achieving his own goals, Mm. but he had Gallius on the side to continue his legacy. And, um, so it was really, it was really interesting in, in these books to, for them to bridge what was happening in the previous trilogy to the new trilogy and like where all these characters just randomly came from. But going back to Mr. Bones, they're on Jakku and Mr. Bones goes to steal a, you know, an ATST to protect Temin. And he does, he blows away all the stormtroopers and all the bad guys trying to protect Temin. And he opens up the hatch, much like Chewbacca does in Return of the Jedi, when Chewbacca you know, steals one, and to go and celebrate, and all of a sudden, boom, gets blown up inside the ATST, and this time, like, there's no memory core left. For good. He's he's gone for good, and like, first off, again, Mark Johnson adds to this so much because all the voices he does for all these characters is absolutely incredible, and. He brought a lot of emotion to it, but like there's like a good stretch where like Temin is just bawling, crying because, you know, he lost his only best friend because honestly, his relationships with everybody else in the entire book series, they suck because he's he's not getting close to anyone. He hates his mom because his mom ran away to go join the rebellion to save his dad. Mm. And you know, he had basically written off his dad. He was like, well, like, fuck my dad. Like he, he was in the rebellion. He never told us about it. And then he gets, you know, he gets arrested and, you know, he basically blamed his dad for them having a horrible life afterwards because he decided, he decided to join the rebellion. Like, like Temin never really understood, like, what was the point of joining the rebellion? Like, he didn't feel like their life was that bad that they had. And, um, (laughs) what sucked about it when Mr. Bones got blown up, was he was blown up by a rebel ship. Oh, I mean, he's an ATST. He so. exactly. And that was exactly why it happened. So it was, uh, it was cool because like, you know, it, the books themselves. Yes. Like it, it kind of portrayed that like the rebels mostly were good guys, quote unquote, but there were, I would argue against that. Rogue One really shows oh, that yeah. the fucking rebels suck and were murderers. <laughs> yeah, like no. the main the main dude of it like kills like his informant because mm-hmm. he just needs to get I don't know. Like the Rogue One really pa- paints the rebels in a negative light. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No, but um I know I dragged on a little about about this book series, but seriously like there's a lot of stuff that happens in it that that's awesome. It's all like Han Solo, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, they all show up as supporting characters in the book. And and their stories make sense like how they connect to these characters, but they are they are the like on the back burner of the entire story. Um okay. but they're they're really good. Um leading into now the force awakens um when they first announced that there was going to be an episode seven eight and nine i was ecstatic i was really really happy because yes i was happy that you know back as a kid that we were getting a you know getting a prequel trilogy um and the whole explaining like how darth vader came to be blah 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 but 
after Return of the Jedi, it was there was always a hunger for more. Like I want more. I mm-hmm. love I love this universe. I want more from this universe. But I don't know if necessarily the more that I wanted was more of the same. What are you talking about? Are you saying Force Awakens is just literally <laughs> the original trilogy all in one movie? What? Yes. Yes. What? Yes. Like, I do like a lot of the characters that they established. Uh, I, I mean... I like Finn. Uh, I like Finn, too. I don't know about Ray. And I apologize to my sniffles, everyone. All of a sudden, my allergies have kicked in out of nowhere, so... <laughs> but, um, no, I like Finn as a character. I, you know, I... I did like Ray as a character. Like I I feel like I feel like getting her origin story kind of ruined it for me. Because uh, there's too much fucking focus. There's a whole movie about it. Like if you take all the times, every scene about him be- her being like, my family, where did I come from? It's a whole movie. Get over it. <laughs> you're, a cool, you're a cool Jedi with like mad force powers. Come on. But uh I mean, I like, I like I said, there, there's, I mean, there's more than just Finn and Ray, though. Like, I like Poe. I thought Poe, Poe was an awesome character. Don't like Poe. You don't like Poe? Why don't you like no, Poe? No, because he doesn't add anything. Yeah. At least yeah. with Finn, you had the, he was a trooper, like, realizing and waking up. And, like, there was, in at least in episode eight, or episode seven, sorry. It's, it's kind of like he's force sensitive and you, like, there's a lot of stuff you're, like, Maybe he'll be a Jedi. Maybe they're building him up to something. Maybe it'll be about two versus one. I don't know. But Poe is just like the cocky pilot dude that is the same throughout the entire trilogy. Fair. Basically. Fair. Like Finn's basically the same too. Like a lot of them are the same. There's I think, none I think, of them have character development really. I think my reason for liking Poe so much is that like not that he replaced Han Solo, but it was that okay, we've got another character who is super skilled at something in the series but isn't relying on the force mm-hmm. and you know doesn't have any like doesn't have a special power or something like that. He's just a dude who's relying on human instinct to perform like his task. And he's an he's an amazing pilot. Like I think for me that that what adds to Poe is that Poe is actually like kind of a key character in Resistance as well. Um, but you know, I, I like I like some of the things they established. You know, as much I as I like the mystery of Snoke, I like um, I liked I didn't like um, Kylo Ren at first because he's a baby. He's a baby in that movie so much just temper tantrums it's funny but you shouldn't be laughing at your main antagonist for anything like you could be sympathetic to them because that builds them as a character but like to be like haha fool you're just taking that away like any seriousness that adam driver could bring to the role yep that's me personally. If you don't feel that way, because I know there's a lot of uh, Rilo fans out there. Raylo. Yeah, it's, um, it's Raylo, right? Yeah, it's Raylo. Don't come at me. They shouldn't be <laughs> together. That's a toxic, yeah. toxic relationship, everybody. Yeah. It should have been Ray and Finn from the goddamn get-go, because I feel like that's what Episode Seven sets up. And well, here's, here's the that, thing about Episode Seven: It sets up a lot of stuff. 
It sure does. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. And then the next movie happened. Which I loved. (laughs) Which, Which I hate so much. It's literally bottom of my list. Just hate it. Yeah, just you can hate it all you want. I, I You could like it all you want, Corey. My sniffles are horrible right now. But frankly enough, don't mess with my expectations. Don't try to make a war movie. There's gravity in space, Corey. <laughs> That's not how space works. There's also gravity in your room because apparently you dropped something. <laughs> I did. I did. I dropped a lot of things. Look, well, no. was The Last Jedi a perfect movie? No, it wasn't. It had its flaws, which is why it didn't make it to be my top Star Wars movie. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm still going to leave it as, as, if not in the second place spot, a contender for second place. Um it's to me i i think it removed a lot of the the glamour around the being a jedi and i I like how it kind of it, it like this is this is really stupid of me to say but it grounded itself in the realism of its own universe but corey Mind you, everything I'm going to say isn't to convince you otherwise. You have your opinions about it. You like it. I'm not going to change your mind. Here's my view about it, though. The entire trilogy of trilogies is about the goddamn force. All the other stuff, offshoots, off-brand stuff, they could be whatever they want. I like it. I like Rorung, I like Solo, I like Mandalorian. It's all cool, but it has its own flavor, and the Force is an important part of the six episodes before it, or seven episodes before it. And I I don't know. Just like, it doesn't need to be grounded. You didn't need to subvert my expectations. Like, a big part of why I don't like Last Jedi is... For all the things that are set up, none of them are used or just thrown away. A big part is a big driving part of what my interest was, especially in episode seven, was who the fuck is Snoke? Who's this dude? What's up with his face? I know that's answered down the line, but for the next follow up movie, just to have you kill him and have none, no answers, you're just pushing this gray narrative between Kylo and Rey, it's fine in that regard, sure. And, like, I get what you're saying, the devaluing of Jedi or Jedi principles in more embracing the idea of the Force is just the Force. Mm -hmm. I like that, too. But there was no payoff for anything I was invested in. For me, it's nothing. It's literally, it gives me nothing to enjoy about because they didn't try to make it an enjoyable movie for someone like me who was invested in the mysteries that was set up prior the dude even went on record being like i don't even like star wars and you should probably get someone who likes star wars if you're going to make star wars movie just going to throw that out there just going to throw that out there (laughs) 
I'm not going to make a goddamn Batman movie because guess what? I don't like Batman that much. I would I would assassinate that character so fast. Ooh, he'd be like, I'm a murderer now. I'm Batman. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to Batman. Mm-mm. But, like, just giving examples. Like, you should probably get people who are invested in the thing they're making instead of trying to do their own thing. Again, this I also made this point earlier. You should have someone overlooking your trilogy because a lot of these issues are, like, expanded upon or they grow in episode nine, which you don't like. Because of how they just went along. They were like, no, we got to backpedal. We got to do everything to make sense to what J.J. wanted. If J.J. did the whole thing, I'm sure a lot of what episode nine was would have been spread out more. would have made more no, sense. I mean, I, mean, I mean, ultimately, I, I wish that they would have, for episode nine, they would have went with the original script and they would have had Colin Trevorrow direct it like it was originally planned because his script to me sounded way better, but that's... We're not going to dive into that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying for what was established. No, I mean, I got you. I got you. Look, look, listen, I, I respect the people who dislike it. I think I just I found so many small things about The Last Jedi that really gave it more value to me personally. And it it actually like I had expectations going into The Last Jedi. I did mm-hmm. not like I think, you know, like when when they showed the trailers for The Last Jedi, one of the selling points was, you know, them showing Luke saying, you know, that the, the, the Jedi are dead or whatever it was, mm-hmm. like something like that. Um, or this, oh, no, he's saying that it's, it's time for the Jedi to end is what he said. That, um, that right there kind of like started hooking me in because I was like, oh, oh. They're, they're they're are you ready for this they're taking this in a kind of in a sense a, a gray a gray they were going to do grays yeah and, and, oh. and i was and i was like like i said i don't know i i'm i'm a fan of that whole walking the line storyline as opposed to being either dark or light and oh no yeah and they should have gone that way they should have went in that direction but but i but i feel like with with um the last jedi is they did start to set that up and they said that they started to set up that like somebody being like that could be possible i liked the fact that luke had already started to like already was writing off the jedi in general i liked that he was this old grumpy hermit who hated it like who basically you know, I, I don't want to say like felt like he, he wasted his life training to no, be a he, Jedi. He did but... feel that way. He hated being a Jedi. But I, I mean, to me, like, I think there were too many people that were expecting like, you know, freaking Gandalf, the white Luke Skywalker to come out and <laughs> and, and, you know, save the day in the movies. And Are you I was including and I was... Mark Hamill because <laughs> Mark Hamill didn't like it either. I mean, I'm OK, Mark Hamill didn't write the movie. Yeah, so he's a great Luke Skywalker. He's a great Joker. He's he's pretty good Chucky. <laughs> I think the idea is more of you don't want to see your heroes or characters you care about 180 like that without seeing the in-between. And his in-between is fucking ridiculous, in my opinion. You gave your dad all the chances, but little Ben, you got a nightmare, boy. I'm going to cut you. 
I'm gonna cut you so bad. It's just well, a little I mean, bit I much. Think, I think they grew up on it is, is the fact that, like, you know, one, he, I think for him, he, he had a feeling that Kylo was gonna be stronger than Vader. Number one. Okay. Um, and I think for Luke is that he like he knew that he wouldn't be able to go through what he did with his father again. He wouldn't have the strength for it, nor would there be the time to find anybody who did. And yeah, it's a shitty decision. But I think for him, he had already started to write off what it was by the books meaning to be a Jedi. So like in order for him to continue teaching people, you know, good ways to be wielders of the force, not necessarily teaching them to abide to a specific, Mm -hmm. you know, Jedi code, but making their, their, their use of the force, something that will be good, you know, for them and not necessarily for the purpose of evil and not, not to serve, not to serve the purpose of an agenda. Basically, it was, you know, he had the idea that the force is a living entity and that it it was flowing all around us. It's everything. It, it binds everything together. It's the balance it's of everything. <laughs> it's, you know, and I think for him is that he 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 separated from the fact that it needed to be tied to a certain agenda, certain religion, whether if you want to go light side or dark but side. Corey. <laughs> Why didn't he just talk to him? Why didn't he talk to Leia or or Han or any other step before being like, I sense danger and power. I'm a kill him. He doesn't. He doesn't follow through with that See. thought process either. He goes there with the idea. He hesitates. Ben sees him. And then that causes his fall. Why didn't he just talk to him? Oh, I, I do know that, like, again, going into the books, going into comics, they try and dive into a little bit more to explain it more. Again, this is where I don't feel like this is where I feel like with the modern trilogy where they ultimately flopped because they relied too much on out, outside yeah, source they, material. A lot of that stuff needed to be in the movies right, or right or other mediums that people can easily consume, i.e. movies right. or shows. No. Exactly. And and I totally agree on, on that point. And I think that's the only reason that does make me appreciate the stuff more is because I have consumed a lot of that content. Had I not consumed it, maybe my opinion wouldn't be the same as what it is right now because I do have more of a backstory of understanding what happened. Um, but look, it's this this movie is going to like it. It, it created a, a more, massive divide. Oh, Star it Wars destroyed fans. the franchise in my eyes. It so, didn't destroy it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I didn't know. Stop, stop hating on my movie, man. I like that Look, movie. Look, you can like it, Corey. I'm sorry, but <laughs> there's a reason why people don't like it. I'm, I'm on the fence of I don't like it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm I mean, like, it's, 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 I'm know, glad you like it. I'm glad you could see value in it that I can't because I didn't you know, consume there's, there's certain parts content. in it that I could do without, like the whole casino thing. Just get that out. I of mean, it. yeah, you or, or, rose or, or, as or a at whole, the very, or at the very least, if you're gonna do that casino scene, those friggin' 
weird horse things that they were riding. Should have whole thing just. Oh, they should have been, been like tauntauns. Exactly. Or they should have been tauntauns. Should have been tauntauns. From but Hoth. here's the thing. The casino thing would make sense if they used material that was set up prior, like the banking clan and how they funded both sides of the war. Um, this is a Clone Wars thing that happens in the show. Like, they could have tied that in. Instead of being, like, just random, oh, you know the bourgeoisie, they are just making weapons for both sides. It could have been, like, a character, an actual character that has lore value to it. Instead yeah. of just, just throw out characters. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, like I said, I don't I don't like what they did to Luke. I don't like what they did to uh Snoke. The Ray Kylo thing, I'm okay with. It was fine. <laughs> Finn's a wasted just wasted character in that movie. The whole Rose thing and I did it for love and I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so stupid and forced. Like, like I don't even know who this movie's for. There, there's, there are parts of the movie that I, that honestly, like, I just didn't care about. But I think, just again, what what really pulled me in was that, like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take the whole Star Wars saga down a notch. We're gonna, we're just gonna take it down a notch. We're gonna, and, and again, this could be me just playing into the fact that I like movies that have a dark tone to them, where it's like you are not already being sold on the fact the beginning of the movie that the good guys are gonna save the day eventually no like it's like okay like shit's gone to shit and shit's getting shittier and i and for some reason i like that in my movies (laughs) i mean force awakens already pretty negative though like the republic's dead Mm -hmm. like they destroyed the new republic and like i already feel like it's already on a negative tone i feel like a lot of the Dark side stuff well, is if you read again so if, much more powerful. Again, if you read the aftermath books, that goes into saying that like there there is a massive struggle because the the Republic itself in many ways just starts to become like the Empire all over again. Yeah. And so like there's actually it's it's kind of cool because there is there's a lot of scenes in, in in the book that go back and forth between Leia and um uh Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. And like basically like Mon Motho is trying to like operate in accordance to what you know the Republic wants while, while Leia is like well fuck what the Republic wants mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing is like you know she's basically saying like you know we're not supposed to be living under you know this you know uh, ultimate control of of our societies and our lives and everything like that like we're like basically she was telling Mon Mothma that, like, you know, the Republic, at the rate they're going, is just becoming the Empire again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, had I not had the Aftermath books and, and read them and, and listened to the audiobooks, I, I I probably would have, like, damn near absolutely hated The Rise of Skywalker. Well, so, well here, wait, Rise <laughs> of Skywalker? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought we were still talking Last Jedi. Are we still talking Last Jedi? I thought we well, moved on. I was going to just pop in. Go ahead. What's up with that Mary Poppins thing? But no, we could talk about Last Jedi. <laughs> or, I mean, say. Rise of Skywalker. It's Mary, it. The, this is it. Like, like, yeah, okay, the Mary Poppins thing. Fine. Like, okay, just like they had to figure out some way to like 
show let that- her die because she's a person who died <laughs> is that what you're about to say because that's the only thing that makes sense because she was dead no they needed, they needed to show off the fact that she could use the force in some way they could have did it in a more subtle way like slow hints throughout like maybe her reaching for a cup and it slightly moves to her hand back off Leia Poppins no (laughs) no no because frankly enough that came out of nowhere god but no let's talk about uh, Rise Rise and how I'm like that's a movie I'm like "Mm -hmm." it's alright JJ tried to roll it back tried to do what his vision was and how he hoped the, sh- the series would have gone. The only thing that I will say that like made me enjoy The Rise of Skywalker was the sheer amount of fan service that was in the movie. There's tons. <laughs> like like a crap ton. Almost- Ships in the background, droids in the background, mm-hmm. other characters in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rebel ship shows up a lot in um, the last movie. Yes. The ghost... Yes. You could pop it. You could see it anywhere. Yep. You also see the droid from Rebels in it. Uh, Copper? Yes. He's in the background somewhere, too. Yep. So there's a lot of little things. There's a a ton of of fan service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, know, it's really funny. And there is a picture from the... um, When they were filming Return of the Jedi... And there is, it's like a bunch of of rebels all lined up for like a big group shot. And they're all Mm -hmm. in like their camo gear on Endor. And in the front, there is one of them. He's kneeling down, holding his, his blaster. And he's got like white hair and a gray beard and everything like that. And that's supposed to be Rex. No. Yes. (laughs) It's supposed to be Rex. (laughs) He's wearing a hat. Oh, okay. He's just you just see the big gray beard. That's all you see is the gray beard. He's got like gray eyebrows, but yeah. I like Rex. Yep. Have I um, mentioned that already? I did. Yep. I mean, I don't really know what to say about the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like why, why don't you like it? I mean, so again, I feel like one, they they crammed way too much into they one a, movie. They had the backpedal like a monster. What are you talking about? There wasn't enough. But that was the problem. Is I think that, you know, based off of Colin Trevorrow's script, they could have continued off of what happened and not spend so much time backpedaling because like to me, it was a waste of time. It was a waste of time because you spent so much time backpedaling to try and erase what the last Jedi did that you have now thrown in random shit to just get to the end point of your story. And you know, for me, like they, they they introduced a whole bunch of new characters, where it's just like, okay, we get no background behind these new characters. Um, you're going back and and wasting time saying that you know stuff that like the whole shit with fucking Luke coming out and saying like, oh, it was just wrong in Return of the Jedi. Like, yeah, the Force, like, believe in yourself. You're a Jedi. You're a good guy. Like, sorry, like it's just it was cheesy to me. It was absolutely cheesy. Um, I hate how, like, Finn is like an almost non-existent character in what are you the movie. About? He confesses his love. Yay! 
He doesn't. He almost does a couple of times. <laughs> Yay. Um, I hate that they decided to make Ray a Palpatine. That part bothered me. Come on. You don't want Skeevy to get some, some lay on the side? Sheev. Sheevy? No, he's Skeevy. <laughs> no. Sheev Palpatine. Come on. He had a whole, he had kids. He had kids that we didn't know about. A son. Like, I expected Kylo to turn, like, I mean, I, I, I knew this in The Force Awakens, and I expected Kylo to turn good before. I mean, that's the end an the obvious take. That's an obvious take. I'm glad he died. It's weird that they kissed. But oh boy, is it weird is that they kissed. But like the whole like the thing that bothered me the most is like, okay, all of a sudden the Emperor is just back. He's he's back. There's a random radio broadcast that's going out across the galaxy, and like, okay, the Emperor's back. So here's my thing. How's the Emperor back? Cloning. Okay. But they don't they don't dive into any of that at all. But here's the thing. That's what they could have done. That was the setup. That's the payoff, but it doesn't make sense because there's nothing in the middle to connect the two. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. This I'm here. There is no like explaining at all about aside from in the crawl in the beginning of how he's back what how like how did he even survive after the death star was was blown yes i get what you're saying about about the cloning thing and everything like that um but they don't explain it at all and like one okay what the fuck is with this planet that he's on what's this arena and where are these thousands of people in hoods that are worshiping him like where the fuck did these people come? Oh, and all of a sudden he has an army of about 40,000 ships ready to take on the friggin' resi- resistance out of nowhere. Like, like zombie ships were just going to raise from the friggin' planet. Like, like, here's the thing. Now that I've, now that I have read Aftermath, mm. all that shit is cooler to me because I understand it now. But as someone who was just watching the movies, I'm like... What what the where the fuck there to me it just See, felt like now you understand the last Jedi to us. It, Corey. It just felt like <laughs> it just felt like JJ was just pulling stuff out of his ass at that point. Because it's like, oh okay, well this fucking Emperor's back, he's got zombie ships, like I'm like, I mean, all right, first off, where are all these ships coming from? Who the fuck is piloting all these ships? <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Those are some some grave issues, but the movie's enjoyable. And I let it yeah. slide. Yeah, I mean, like, there were parts of it that were enjoyable, parts of it. I mean, I <laughs> the whole face-melting scene <laughs> with her deflecting the electricity back to him was kind of ridiculous. Look, but <laughs> it's a common issue he has where once he lets it out, he can't stop doing it for some godforsaken reason. That's why he's an ugly person. Because he couldn't stop late. Me stop! I'm electric. I got you. I got you. I got Ah. you. I mean, that's an established thing that he's just dumb. He's just dumb. He's just (laughs) dumb. Uh, That I mean, it's weird, right? The weird part. There's a lot of weird parts, all right. But I, I tend to give it more slack because I could see more connections from what was set up in force awakens than i did prior yeah so i'm kind of like okay it makes my time investment worth it because the things i wanted from the 
seventh movie, eighth movie, I, I'm now kind of getting. And I'm like, okay, now there's payoff. I was had investments. I had all this stuff. Snoke, they just throw one of those Snokes into that green bath, and you just, they don't talk about it. It's, it's on screen for like two seconds. But you just accept it, and you're like, yeah, okay, he Snoke's a clone. Cool. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. I don't know. I guess there. I have my qualms with the movie. Uh, I think for me, it was a. You know, I had my expectations after seeing, the Last Jedi and being a fan of the Last Jedi, and for them to spend so much time just trying to, undo, what was done in the Last Jedi just to get, to a really to me. Point that didn't make any sense and wasn't a good way to wrap up a nine movie saga. No, that's like, that's <laughs> a huge part of it is that they tied it to that idea. But what was what was I just gonna say? Oh my god. Um This is why we shouldn't podcast for three and a half hours. <laughs> no, we shouldn't, but it's Star Wars. We knew it was gonna be a long one. We knew. I'm going to get yelled at the file size is too big to upload. <laughs> That's why you're going to have to make it little babies. Two babies. Little babies, yeah. But that means you'll have to listen back to this whole thing now and edit it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. Um, what was I going to say? It was something about... Oh, like how they painted it. And they were like, it's the end of a saga. Yada, yada. I don't remember. I don't know what I was going to add to the conversation about it. It's but okay. It's, it's episode nine. Yeah. Yep. The end of the end of the Skywalker saga. Yep. And I mean, I love my journey with Luke and Leia and Han. And I even enjoyed part of my journey with the prequel characters and the new characters. But the way it was wrapped up just like to me i'm i'm thankful i have all this extra content to watch and take mm. in because it's at least adding more to what they tried to do to wrap it up so it's like all right cool like i'm thankful like i would prefer to continue to have this than them to try and throw together an episode 10 to like basically <laughs> you know so, hey <laughs> we're episode 10 that's our job so here's the thing. Ray and Finn have a baby and he's crazy powerful with the force. But it turns out Han had another kid and he's See, like going, an if assassin's. Off, if they were going off the books, Han had three kids. Oh, the extended universe? Yeah. And that a lot of Rise does feels like it was like pulled from extended universe stuff. Mm-hmm. I.e. the cloning of the emperor yep. and stuff. Yep. Um, so I guess, you know, the one thing we have left to talk about here is what is to be expected going forward from the Star Wars franchise. Um, the high order. Well, yeah, there's that. But I'm just thinking about more. I'm talking about more things that are like definitely in the near future. Um, Mando season Mando two. season two, for sure. Um Oh, I mean, there's games. We didn't no, even yeah, talk no, about the games. No, too. I know, I know. There's there's some games coming. I mean, but is there anything that's even really coming out that's like even like remotely close to like the level of Fallen Order? It's like I know they've got the Squadrons game coming out, but no. I mean, I imagine they'll make another Fallen Order though. 
They already said they're going to. It's, yeah, been, exactly. it's been greenlit. So we know we're going to get that. No, as far as like, you know, movies and, and TV goes, you know, yes, we got Mandalorian season two coming up. But have you heard about the Bad Batch? Oh, yeah. They're <laughs> in uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, there's a Bad Batch series. That's oh, start on Disney Plus. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Takes place between Clone Wars and Rebels. And and Rex is the main character. That's as it should be. Yep. So I knew I like I knew you'd be excited about that one, but yes, because yeah, it's fucking dope. Yep. Prequel era's best era. Modern era sucks. <laughs> it's just a bunch of cash grabbing, making money. We gotta sell toys. Oh, I remember <laughs> what my point was going to be earlier. Oh, okay. The reason episode nine is the way it is is they needed to make sure it was going to be profitable. So if anyone heard anything about it, they probably would have been like, okay, maybe I'll go see this. Get butts in the seats. It doesn't matter if it's a good or bad movie. They needed to make money off of it. And they did. Yes, they <laughs> they did. Yeah, exactly. Disney made their Star Wars money. They made it for sure. I mean, they they bought the franchise off Lucas for like, Two mil, two bill. I think it was no, it was four and a half billion. Yeah, <laughs> and they I mean, yeah, they made their money off of it. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure those three movies made that money back. So, whatever Mando yep. money is. Yep, but um, but I know there is. It hasn't been fully confirmed, but there's supposed to be another Rebels season. Um, we got the Bad Batch coming. Um, I want to know what's going on with Kenobi. Because. That's going to be interesting to see. And I wonder what they are going to fill that content with. If we're going to get more Mandalorian related stuff in that. Post-war. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be. Pre-war. going to be interesting. So. Yeah. But. Um, it would have been cool if it's like him just avoiding Maul. For like a while. Because. Mm -hmm. Frankly enough, that was like his mission. Maul's mission for like. Most of Clone Wars, most of Rebels, is just Kenobi. <laughs> so it'd be cool if, like, at least some of the show, like an episode, was just him, like avoiding him, and like I don't know. You could lead into what they did with Rebels too, with the final fight, make it a little bit more, you know, umphy. Because mm -hmm. frankly, that fight in Rebels just kind of happens in like two minutes. Not even. Yeah, exactly. Just bow, you're done. Dead. <laughs> Such so weird. I mean it's a it's a nice moment. Right? The ghost of Tatooine. <laughs> but it is. That is weird. Uh, no, I mean there's uh there's some stuff you should check out outside of the movies. If you got time, definitely listen to those audiobooks for aftermath and then um there's the, the Thrawn trilogy too, which are really, really good. Especially like the first Thrawn book. Like if you're a fan of Anakin from the Clone Wars, then you'll really like the first Thrawn book because I love Anakin from the Clone Wars. Yeah, He's so nice. And yeah, likeable. yeah. You'll uh, you'll like the first uh, the first book in the Thrawn th the Thrawn series. See, we've been recording too long. I'm I'm losing my ability to speak. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars. Yeah. No, we mean we. We, we powered through it. We, we talked about Star Wars. We talked we did. about all the Star Wars. How we, we feel about Star Wars. We did. Um, so, 
our but, favorite Star Wars, our least favorite Star Wars. Next week we'll be back on track, talking about games and stuff because we got some we got some stuff that happened this week as far as pre-orders. Like the and, Xbox leak. Yep. Three hundred dollars for a Series S, a inferior console. Yep. Yep. Um, but in the meantime. What do you think, Ashton? Do we want to start to wrap it up? or? Quick question, though. Real yeah. quick. If you had to have a force power, what kind of force power you want? Jedi Matrix. Damn. All right. I didn't expect that. I honestly <laughs> didn't expect that. I think force healing is kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Because then I could just walk into a hospital and Jedi mind trick a doctor into fixing me. <laughs> I mean, that's true. And people who use force healing often die. Yeah. You 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 lose your strength when you do it. So, yeah. Nope. That would be my Jedi mind trick. Because it's just like, all right. Just I could essentially do almost anything. <laughs> Not walk- to anybody. They have to be stupid or weak-willed. Weak, weak-minded. Yes. <laughs> Which is like... Almost every human on the planet. <laughs> Come on now. I know I'm being horrible. Sorry. <laughs> All right. What, what, what we got? Let's let's end this up. It's a right. long time. We did. We we've been here. No, yeah. No, we have been here. We are now at the at least on the stream timer. It's three and a half hours. Um, the recording like timer. what? Three hours. What's that? Minus three minus 15? editing. Minus editing. This is probably going to be shortly over a three hour episode. So. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to chop it up. I think I'll just release it as one big one. So, hey, you know, hey, um, it's Star Wars. But yeah, we didn't have any shameless plugs. You can find our podcast on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Google, Amazon, <laughs> Audible, wherever you listen to your podcast. Wow, that was actually that one was Dang. probably the most concise one that you've done. That was, it. That was pretty good. You're 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 getting good at those. Uh, no, guys. Thank you so much to whoever came and hung out with us tonight. And thank you to anybody who listens uh, when we put this episode up on Spotify and every place else. I can um, sleep like a normal person now. Yes. Yes. Ashton has succeeded at his mission of, of completing the Star Wars. I am the Star Wars. <laughs> um, we want to do these special but, episodes every momentous one so maybe at episode 20 it will be something themed around who knows yeah but hey could be maybe give us some suggestions yeah what do you want us yeah just talk about post for a long time post up on our social media pages all the links are above me here in this channel and anybody who is uh going to be listening to the episode uh Twitter, we are at MLG Podcast. Facebook, just the Midlife Gamers. Instagram, the Midlife Gamers. And come and hang out with us live on Twitch uh, every Wednesday night. I I was saying 9.30, but I'm going to say somewhere between 9.30 and 10 o'clock we get things started. Um, and it's uh, twitch.tv forward slash MLG Podcast. Shoot us an email at theguys at themidlifegamers.com. But... Uh, Give us suggestions, you know, mainly the show we talk about video games, but we want to hear what you want to hear us talk about. That's I could talk about anime if you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm I've actually, more than willing. I've actually been getting some, like, people on Discord who have been like, all right, you know, more anime talk. So 
So we can. I mean, I was eating off the anime for everybody, but I'll go back. I know there's some Evangelion movies Corey could could watch and we could Mm -hmm. discuss. That is for true. Um, But in the meantime, check out our merch store. We got T-shirts. And if you feel like you want to support us in any way, multiple ways to do it. Subscriptions, donations, tips, bits. Seriously, like, again, Ashton and I wouldn't be here without the support we've been getting from both our listeners and, and viewers and everything. So thank you so much again, guys. So, but, um, C'est la vie, mon frère. But yes, um, thank you so much again for everyone tuning in tonight and listening when we put it up live. Or not put it up live, when we put it up on uh, Spotify and stuff. My allergies are killing me tonight. So I am going to say... Good night, everybody, and may the force be with you. Pew, pew, pew.